Hey, your favorite coaster sucks listeners. We want to take a quick sec to talk to you about Patreon. Do you have a dollar sitting around your house right now? Well, if so, you should join our Patreon at patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. What else are you going to do with that dollar? (laughs) There's not a whole hell of a lot you can do with it. But I'll tell you, with that dollar, you can join our monthly Zoom calls. Those are so much fucking fun, aren't they, Ben? Hell yeah. Pay for friendship. It's uh, what we're all doing nowadays. Hey, man, it's community. We got a nice little community here built up. And uh, yeah, it's behind the paywall, but a buck a month. We think almost anyone can handle that, right, Ben? Hell yeah. You can't even get like a McChicken unless you like live in a state with no sales tax. So so why not throw it our way? Throw us literally a bone. At patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. America, we are at a crossroads. Tensions are high. Division is running wild. That is why your favorite coaster sucks is asking for you to vote. Hey, uh, Zach, the election already happened. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I knew that. Okay. I was, um, talking about the Golden Ticket Awards. They aren't having those this year. That voting happens in July. Yeah, no. I, I, I know. I know that. Okay. I mean, I want everybody to vote on the Mitch Hawker wood and steel pole. They haven't had that in like 10 years. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm asking everyone to vote for us on the Kids' Choice Awards. No, you're not. Are you even eligible for that? I, I don't know. Look, dude. All right. Okay. All right. I just want everybody to vote in the Lay's Flavor Contest. I guess. Yes. Yes. America, do your part this year and vote. In the Lay's Flavor Contest. Yes. I don't know. I came up with a slogan. Suck the vote. I thought... Suck the vote? Did you even vote? Yeah, man. Jill Stein. Uh, there was an election, like, this year. What? Okay, fuck it. You know what? You're hopeless. All right, let's just play the episode. Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach and some joke about erections. I'm Ben and I have to pee really bad. That could also be a joke about erections. You know, modern wood and all that. Yeah, I like to think about that when I'm listening to a coaster podcast, being that I generally have an erection for half of it. Holy shit, if you have a ha- an erection that lasts half as long as one of our episodes, either call a doctor or like email Ride This One Podcast and tell them about it. Start an OnlyFans. Seriously, might have some crazy shit going on. I have no fucking idea. How many erection jokes can be made in the intro? Um, it's a grower, not a shower. Nice. That's classic. I, uh, I can't think of any more. What are some good erection jokes? You know what? No, actually, I just remembered something. In this episode, I don't know if we covered it in the first half or the second half, but we talked about replacing your phone ringtone with the two girls, one cup theme music. 
<laughs> and trying to see if like anybody recognizes it but doesn't admit that they watched the movie you know what i'm talking about so yeah yeah i don't remember which part that was in either so either it's coming up or you heard it last time and that's that's actually a great set because i will catch everyone up to speed real quick on where we are at coming into this conversation I am in the middle of texting a mutual friend of Sean and ours named Ray when we come into uh, part two of this recording. Stories about Ray farting in the Flight of Fear queue line and uh, on the racer. That's where we started off with Sean Flaherty. I don't remember where it all goes from there. There's some fucking... I'm going to say this as clear as possible. There's some juicy tea in this episode. Wouldn't you agree, Ben? Yeah, so, you know, don't burn yourself. Sip lightly. Exactly, exactly. This part two here is where all the... uh, (laughs) This part two part of the episode is after we had been talking already for, I don't know, two and a half hours. So this is when Sean really uh, started opening up more and was was more free flowing with the stories and specifically some names too. Ooh. And I got to say I did because I I like Sean, he's a friend, good dude and I, and I would do this for any of our guests. I I texted him before I put this episode together and said, "Hey, you're cool with me putting everything in here that you said, right?" And he said, "Yep. Everything's good." So it got Sean's blessing. Nice. That's good. Well, I mean, we're not total fucking dicks. If you come on our show and you spill some serious tea and then you say, hey, maybe not that thing, X, Y, or Z, we can we can work with that, you know? But in the case of Sean Flaherty, there is no X, Y, or Z. You're getting all the tea direct. I had a great time talking to Sean. What about you? Yeah, it was a fun episode. I did not expect we'd be like talking with him for like six hours. Yeah, that was a long night. It uh I don't even remember what I drank. That's like that's like with long episodes, like once it's done and I realize that it's like eleven thirty and I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's the thing, especially when it's a marathon episode like this one was, it's hard to keep track. I know I right. maybe got up, got a, a refill on my water or another beer or something. I I don't even know, you know. Right, yeah. We were sitting here talking. It was a great time. Um, and we will be having Sean back on because we're going to premiere his fully edited Coastered, I think it's called Coastered 99 or 2001. I don't remember what year. We'll give you the details once we know, but that's going to be fun. We're going to do our classic uh, Your Favorite Coaster Sucks style commentary and, of course, release the full video for free on a Dropbox that'll be available. That'll be a bunch of fucking fun. Look for that soon. Nice. That'll be a fun one to do. Yeah. 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 I think maybe, um, if we don't have a guest in one of our scheduled spots soon, we'll do another video commentary episode. It's been a minute. Those are always a lot of fun. I do want to say, let us know. I'll give us a quick plug real quick up top. Fucking hit us the fuck up. We're on all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, um, your favorite coaster sucks at Gmail. You can leave us a voicemail at 312-572-9552. Or of course you could reach us at your favorite coaster sucks.com. 
or by leaving us a review on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Hit us up. Tell us what you want to hear, man. We we uh, we strive to deliver what everyone wants to hear. Hope we're hitting it out of the park, but I know we're failing miserably, so that's okay. As and if you always have fake Mount Olympus reviews, share them. Absolutely, we'll take all bad park reviews. If you've got a good one star park review, real or not, send it our way. We love them. You know how to get a hold of us. I got to give quick shouts to uh, one of our listeners because he hooked me the fuck up after my visit. Mark Michael Barbosa, I believe it was. Sorry, I don't want to spend time looking for it, but shouts. His his Instagram is uh, Coaster Idiot Michael. He uh, hooked it up for your boy. I saw Millennium Force patch at Cedar Point by Steel Vengeance. Didn't see another one all fucking day at any shop. So he he was able to get one for me and send it my way. So shouts to him. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I'll talk real quick about my trips. Did Cedar Point, did King's Island, Halloween, and Closing Day, respectively. Halloween to Cedar Point was great, but I did have a fast lane plus, so that definitely makes it much better. Closing Day at King's Island was fair because a lot of the major rides were down a bunch. But Orion is fucking dope. We're a roller coaster podcast. I figured I'd lead off. We we get that done in the intro. Right on. Well, it's good to hear Ryan doesn't suck. No, Ryan's dope. It gets a it gets a, a full on thumbs up from this guy. What uh how cold was it when you were there? It was above forty, like forty two to forty five the whole time. Okay. But it was mad windy. I wonder I wonder how that affected the actual height of the ride then. There might have been some shrinkage in play. I mean, because when you factor in how much taller it is, you know, because it's not like it's just shrinking from the base that the whole thing would be shrinking, you know. <sighs> All right. Well, I I've don't. Heard that before. I don't want to put you to sleep with the shrinkage talk. Oh, shrinkage! Yeah, I'm. Uh, I am not feeling that right now. Yeah, let's let's not do the shrinkage. Maybe we I can. Got, just... I got, I'm in. I got a turtle turtle mode. <laughs> You're poking out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slow crawl. All right. Well, you know, how many erection jokes can we make in the fucking intro? We're gonna find out. We. I think we may have. I don't know. If you've got a better one, if we missed one, let us know. We'll cover it soon. But we will not finish it soon. All right. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> I have to be done with these. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do. Let's finish up and clean up <laughs> and get to the episode. <laughs> We're going to be talking to Sean Flaherty here for a bit. We got some great stories coming up in here, y'all. Um, go check out Sean Flaherty on YouTube. He has an awesome channel. And uh, I was actually in his most recent vlog where he goes to Kings Island he also rides the blue flash in there, which uh rip RIP to him, not the ride. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you'll see your boy in there and a nice little plug. So check that shit out. Uh, also real quick. Gotta say, go, 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 go vote. No, we covered that. My dumb ass is already, <laughs> Go get out and help our buddy, our really great friend, Tommy Faircloth. 
I want to spend a moment talking about this. Tommy's a great dude. I know a lot of folks in the coaster community know Tommy. We got the link in the episode description down below to where you can go to his GoFundMe page. Currently he's, uh, he's unfortunately, you know, battling cancer currently. And we just want to send some love to Tommy. So I kicked in some money over there and I really, uh, I hope if, if you're, you're moved enough, you know, Tommy, he was on one of our episodes a bit back. Check that out. That was a great episode with a lot of great T2. Um, and not T2 like a Kentucky Kingdom. I meant T as well. Uh, but Tommy's a great friend and we hate to see him struggling. So we hope that maybe you'd be moved enough as well to go help him out in his time of need right now. And Tommy, if you're listening, man, all the, all the love and good vibes in the world to you. We love yeah, you, brother. We're here for you. Positive vibes. And yeah, I hope for the best. Yeah, likewise. So love love to Tommy Faircloth. Um, you're our homie. And if you're a listener, please, please consider hitting the GoFundMe and, and kicking in a few bones for our homie. He's, he's good people. Ben and I have known him for years. Shit, we we probably wouldn't be as close of friends if it weren't for the gap. No, nah, we were good friends before the gap, but the gap was still a very significant part like of that time. Well, that's true. We'd probably still be pretty close, but I I always think about like those like crazy shit posting, like post touring. Oh yeah. Where we'd be like talking and just like post touring the fuck out of the gap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I mean, it was just insane how like accounts there had like hundreds of thousands of posts. Yeah, that's right. And it was like, I... here's, it's like the post tours of the week. And it'd be like someone who would have like 25,000 or some shit or like 5,000. Yeah, I remember that because it was like a big deal to be in the top 10. Yeah. And our buddy Chris had like 58,000 posts or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I think he was the top poster. Yeah, probably. We'll have to see if we can get him on here. We got a whole bunch of gap stuff we have to schedule. And maybe um, maybe we could try to get Tommy back on here at some point. <laughs> yeah, it'd be fun. But yeah, I don't know. We're going to... We got anything else up top for the intro here? Uh, um, I've got nothing. You're in Denver now. Yeah, thank God. Um, everything's cool. Everything's great. It's, yeah, more, you, it's one weekend, so I'm finally kind of settled, feeling pretty normal. You were a few days from moving when we recorded this episode, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh shit, that's right. We recorded that the, the Thursday before I left. Yep. I think. Yeah. Damn. I don't know how the fuck that move happened, but <laughs> it finally finally happened. It's weird to think about like it's over now and it's like oh thank god well congratulations i'm glad you're you know feeling good in denver yeah 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 so i don't know we're uh we're still kicking here your favorite coaster sucks we ain't going anywhere this is gonna be a fucking rough winter for everybody so buckle the fuck in y'all yeah things could get a little weird yeah you didn't know we'd be trying to keep it up during the whole intro <laughs> god damn it i suck all right well is it time we just get to it 
let's let's get to two girls one cup or <laughs> the episode of Sean. Whichever one, whichever one happens to pop up next is uh, a surprise. Except, and you if you if you haven't seen two girls one cup in a while, maybe revisit it. You might get a new perspective on it than you'd had <laughs> before. <laughs> I'm not even going to... But by the way, it's a very graphic website, so don't go there unless you're fucking weird, so... Yeah. Anyway, we, uh... We're gonna get to our talking with Sean Flaherty here. Where we pick up, I've just texted our buddy Ray, and, uh... we, We pretty quickly launch into everything else, so... Enjoy. Leave us feedback. There's plugs at the end, too. Go check out Sean. Help out Tommy. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Right on. Yeah. Ben and I are talking to Sean Flaherty about you. And thank you for saying that correctly. Everybody gets it wrong. Sean Flaherty. <laughs> they put cheese in there. Flaherty, come here. You know. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Which is fine. It's it's a weird name. So he says, "Flate of fear saucer." All right. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll see. Okay. All right. So coaster and M met. Holy shit! I can't pronounce this name. Uh, coaster and met Mark. Coaster and met Mark. <laughs> That might be a all right. Uh, he says, "What is your favorite beer when eating pizza?" Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, Yinling. Good answer. Probably Yinling. The first time I ever, I think it's the only time, the only the first time I drank an entire pitcher of beer uh, was Yinling while I was eating pizza. So, did uh, did you ever go to Louis? No, I know about it though. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I only lived two hours from the park, so I didn't stay up there very long. Like after park closed or whatever, I just go right home. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Um, let's see. Scott Levine, SCT Levine. Hey, Scott. He says, uh, how did you get the idea to start theme park review? <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> well, it was a great idea, but then Rob stole it from Sean. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, I remember theme park review being just like trip reports with photos. And I, I, I was in a lot of that older stuff. Like we, when he moved to Florida, we would hang out, um, down in Florida and, um, it was just like a, a photo trip report type of page. And that, that literally was like the last time I had, I had, I'd been to that site. Um, that was it. So then I know he has a forum, you know, I, I, I was, <laughs> we were talking about worlds of fun earlier and the marketing guy, uh, was we were in his office after we we did the off-ride shoot of Prowler, and he goes, "Oh, there must be another enthusiast here." And I'm like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he showed he turned his monitor around, and it was a picture of my car <laughs> that was on Theme Park Review. That's literally the only time I've been like on the forum, and they were making fun of because I had a coaster plate on it. So Ray texted me back. He said, "Ha ha ha! Don't let him forget the racer drop and turnaround." See, I told you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I wonder what the source was. And was it by chance Burger King onion rings? No, you know what? No, no, and Ray, it was, it was, it was Skyline Chili. 
<laughs> oh my god that reminds me of another race story so on the gap they used to have these they would give like gap money for different things you could post oh wow um i think a lot of it came from sending dick pics to tommy oh no but that's uh, at this point it's a long time ago so it's all purely speculation right. anyway they would have auctions where people would put things up and i remember i bought a can of skyline chili from ray using cap dollars oh no so there we go so there we go bring the full circle absolutely <laughs> all right Ben, uh, there's a few from Facebook if you want to take those. Um, so, yeah, Daniel P. asks, what is the best on-ride soundtrack and why is it Tika Waka? Who is Tika Waka? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, best I- on-ride soundtrack. Um, I don't care totally much for the ride, but uh, Rip Ride Rocket because I can listen to Pantera <laughs> while I'm riding or, you know, um, Black Label Society. So I'm going to just say that. That's solid. Um, yeah, I mean, you can choose your own, so that's a plus. Yeah. So uh, Chance K at, or asks, uh, Free Spin, Skyrocket 2, and Boomerang, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> um, Skyrocket 2, fuck. And I've only ridden like two of them. Uh, Mary, a Free Spin, I've only ridden one of those, and that was apparently the, the most intense one there is, and that's in Japan. Um, because it just spins nonstop, uh, and boomerang fucking kill those. I'm not a fan. I agree hundred percent with that. There are a couple of boomerangs I've ridden that were decent and I've actually rewritten them, but usually I'll write a boomerang for the credit and never even look at it again. Yeah. I, I would love to see a boomerang right now done with the new book, Vacoma way of doing things and seeing how that would be Yeah, like not one of those junior boomerangs, but like a full one. I also hope they revisit the giant inverted boomerang. Because uh, Deja Vu is still like one of my favorite coasters. It's an intense ride, man. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see like a new generation giant boomerang, especially come to America. Yeah, yeah. Not likely, but yeah. I'd love to see it. Sure, yeah, absolutely. So uh, Josh M asks, uh, "Did you ever get a chance to visit Opryland?" No, I got close to it, but I never got to ride. I never got to go there. I didn't realize. I, I wanted to. I didn't realize Opryland had that really bizarre indoor coaster that's on that's at Bobby on Land. Oh, the Vacoma thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I re- I rode that one at Bobby Land, or however you say it. I rode oh, that. Oh, is that the is that the exact one? No, I think it's just a uh, like a clone. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I could be wrong, but I think it's a clone. I think there was only two of those built. Okay, yeah, it looks fucking weird. It's very oh, weird. <laughs> So uh, Robert F. asks, Dippin' Dots, uh, is it still ice cream of the future? It never was part of the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, it was, uh, well, not that this is too much information because I am on your podcast anyway, but uh, I did IAPA in 2004 and I went to the Dippin' Dots stand because they were giving out free samples and they gave me this huge bowl of like cookies and cream Dippin' Tots, which was really tasty. But then like a half an hour later, I was in line for like they had this mini Sally Dark ride there that you could do. And dude, I almost launched a sea pickle in my pants. I had to get out of that line and run <laughs> to the bathroom. And I was in there for a half an hour. So I have not had Dippin' Dots since that moment. 
Wait, I want to revisit. Uh, launch the sea pickle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's a new one, but I, I like I it. I think I got that from Howie Mandel, out of all people. Oh, okay. Uh, one of his stand-up things. Yeah. My favorite term for that is like, uh, I don't know, birth, give birth to a hammer handle. <laughs> I've heard ass gnome. I've heard all kinds of stuff. <laughs> they're, they're used to, I don't even know if it exists, still exists. I'm sure it does. But do you guys remember RateMyPoo.com? Uh, uh, I don't know. It was just people that took pictures of their shit and posted it on this thing and people would rate it. And they had some horrible, like somebody literally crapped out like a gnome. It looked like a gnome in the bowl. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> and they had one where somebody just took a dump on top of the tank, like on the, the, the lid of the tank at a gas station. And it was like a, a 15 incher. <laughs> so it, it was horrible, man. Was that um crazy shit.com? I, well, it, if that's something new, it, was, it used to be called rate my Okay. That's probably, yeah. I'm sure there was a few instances of that was, a- I remember crazy shit.com. Oh, here, here. Well, the, the, <laughs> So, my <laughs> God, again, I won't mention names, but this this is classic. Okay, um, on the Ace ECO tour, the last day, uh, one of my friends that was rooming with somebody he didn't want to room with, he was just sick of them. He said, "I'm getting my own room for the last night. I'm sick of this." So he booked his own room, and then when he went to get his stuff out of the other room, the guy was gone, his roommate. So he took the biggest dump in the bathroom, like in the toilet, and didn't flush it, and then kept the lid open and then turned the heat on in the room and walked out. <laughs> nice. So I don't know what I, happened. I, I have to ask, we did a, a commentary episode where we watched Rob Alvey's video of that trip mm-hmm. and just did some commentary for it. They went on and on and on about how shitty this fucking hotel at Blackpool was. Oh my god, it was a nightmare. Pontons. Oh my god, that place. Uh, it was like a holiday camp, they called it. And it just wasn't comfortable. Some of the rooms didn't even have bathrooms in them. You had to go down the hall to go to the bathroom, like in like a dorm or something. Um, yeah, our room had a bathroom. Uh, it, but like you, like every night you'd get back from like Blackpool, wherever we were at, because we stayed there for quite a a few days and um, they would hand you like a bagged lunch. Like when you'd walk in and it had like an apple, a cheese sandwich and like a little juice box. And every night they were so proud that they were handing those out. And then like after like the last day, they were just like, everybody was just like, we got to get the hell out of here. So we went from that to the, the hotel on property at uh, Alton towers. So it was like night and day. Yeah, that hotel looks fancy as fuck. It was nice, dude. The elevator, every floor has its own theme song for one of the rides in the park, and it has all light shows and stuff in the elevator. It's badass. Oh, nice. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yep. Okay, because they like just kept complaining, and I'm like, this really, really? No, they rightfully had a uh, reason to complain. I mean, it was um, – I, I was sick as hell Like when we stayed there. I had a really bad cold, and – so I would like leave Blackpool and walk down. I mean, it was walking distance of the park. It was only like, I don't know, maybe not even a mile away. And uh, would just take a nap, man. And I, I hated, it just was not a comfortable place. I, it's, it's been torn down, I believe. Well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was the most budgeted place of the entire trip for sure. Shit. Well, all right. 
then I guess that segment, because there's like a whole segment dedicated to that. I've never even seen that video. Like I, I, I have a lot of stuff. Like I made my own version of that stuff. Like I, I, back then I was putting everything on DVDs with audio commentary and subtitles and bonus features and all that stuff. And I just never like released them. I, I just gave them to friends and I have uh, something like eight or 10 hours of footage from that trip. And uh, he's, he's in a lot of, it. that's kind of where we had our, a bit of a falling out. So, well, if you're interested and especially for our listeners, uh, go back a couple episodes okay. and you'll find uh not only did we provide commentary for the entire thing, we also very selflessly provided a Dropbox link Dropbox link where you can watch the entire video for free. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. I'll have to check it out. So. <laughs> wow. That's that's up there. Yeah, I bit the bullet and paid Rob, uh, I think, 15 bucks for a couple of his old ones. And then, you know, I did the Heroes thing and uh, uploaded them to Dropbox for free. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, it is what it but is. But how many years has he been making money off of those with like copyrighted music? I think he can take the hit for twenty-year-old videos at this point. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that was one of the reasons why you know you couldn't really do that stuff. I mean, you, you could. There was no copyright infringement when you're just handing them to people. You know. Well, yeah, and I think the thing is, it's just like it's such a small operation that he's pretty much just flown under the radar with that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. I I don't like hate the guy. I'm not going to report him for that shit. But in the name of fun, I'll take his video and release it for free. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, I gotcha. I got to ask. Um, we've been asking this question a long time, but I think you probably may have the best answer. Okay. Do you have any buffet horror stories? I actually don't think I do. Um and the main reason for that is because I've never been like, are you talking about like a buffets at events? Like mainly coaster related, but you know, uh, more broadly as well. Not that I can remember. Uh, give me a couple more minutes and maybe I'll, I'll think of something, but I, I can't think of, I mean, I've witnessed a lot of buffets obviously because all the ACE events I used to do, but it, I never saw anything bad, I guess, or I'm just not thinking right now. Well then, how about how about this one then? Because this this is I think you'll you'll have a good answer for as well. Is like what's like the worst media day or enthusiast event or like opening day experience? Uh, media you've had? day, and it was kind of humorous. I felt really bad for the park, but your park, Great America, um, in two thousand three, they opened up Superman. Okay, um, and then the next year they opened up that Mardi Gras section. Yep. And I went to the media day for that and hardly any of the new rides were running, but their spinning coaster wasn't even certified by the state yet. <laughs> so they allowed us to ride it one time and then they felt bad because there was nothing else to ride. So they opened up Superman for the rest of the day. So their media day for their new area was overshadowed by Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cool. Oh, that they and then raging. Cause, um, I, I know like there's a, the, there's the whole thing about enthusiasts complaining about media days and it's not for them and you know people thinking it's ERT um, but it's always nice when a park kind of does that because it's kind of like a you know shows that they care about guests or I don't know so that's cool 
Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was a lot of, I mean, there were, there's, I, I used to do media days all the time, especially when I was the PR guy for ACE and stuff. But, um, that, that's another, I mean, media days are not coaster events. And I wish more people had really realized that. Cause there was a lot of people complaining at that particular media day event saying, Oh, we're not getting enough rides, stuff like that. Cause some, somehow I guess we've become like the roller coaster tea podcast as well. <laughs> and that's fine with us. I mean, all right. I, I think that's what happens if you just don't take this whole thing very seriously. Yeah. Eventually, you end up just. Well, yeah. I mean, I like to have fun too. But I mean, I, at the same, you know, when you sent me the original, um, the the invite for this, and you were like, you know, we're pretty controversial and all that stuff, and I'm like, well, I don't know how controversial I can be because I'm not, I, I, I'm not generally a rude person, I guess, and I'm not saying you guys are rude, but there, this feels very open and relaxing, and it's. It's, it's been a lot of fun, man. Well, we 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 are glad you're here, and we're glad you uh, you're enjoying this. Oh yeah, man, it's been great. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ben, this is what you were talking about. These got edited out of the releases we had. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I know exactly what you're in my release. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. Just by yeah. Well, they were in a video, so I guess we can talk about it. Um, it's it's. I think that's from Phoenix, right? Uh, no, I think or it's... Or is that from Twister, Holiday World? Twister. Oh, it's Twister. Okay. Yeah, so it's... it's I think it's got to be Phoenix Fall Fun Fest. There's another one that was from... Um, I thought there was, there was one from Cheetah, too, oh, but I don't... Yeah, yeah. I don't, and it has like a caption that says fake airtime or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, because Ben Ben was talking about this when we kind of started doing those video commentary episodes. Yeah, and he's like, "I'm not sure where those segments went." He was looking for these. It's for our listeners. Um, this is some still images from old Rob Alvey videos of Alyssa with her lap bar, like on a bit, like one click, maybe. I, I don't I guess I don't know I mean like you, maybe it's see, not even engaged I'm not it's hard to tell I, I remember that being part of the video and I remember watching the video back in the day going what the hell but um yeah and she's like standing up yeah so yeah I mean I think we heard from Tommy when he was on the show that they used to do a lot of like shit like that and then they they had to stop to be more like you know, park friendly or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, back, even, you know, back, back then parks used to allow you one click rides for ERT. That was just like a common thing for a lot of parks. I remember vision land uh, during our ERT in 98, the year that thing opened, um, the ride up was giving us an extension for the seatbelt and doing one click rides. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, we're going to go ahead and say it now because times have changed. Do not fuck with your restraint. Nope. Don't. Don't try to like get around it or don't unbuckle your fucking seatbelt. Yep. Don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. Uh, it's it's unfortunate what happened happened. Although I guess if that was a common practice, it was only a matter of time, really. Well, I mean, the, 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 the lot bar... Um, is going to keep you in there if it's even at one click. Okay, it's it's when 
you take the seatbelt off or you, 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 you sit in a certain way that you could fly out that that's bad, you know, and you want to know why there's more restraints on coasters or, you know, why they're tighter. It's because of stuff like that. Yeah. Basically too much fucking fun is happening. Yeah. And now nobody can do that anymore. Well, I got to ask then you were like highly involved with ACE. You said you were in the EC. Mm-hmm. Do you have do you have any interesting stories you don't mind sharing? You can omit names if you'd um, like. There wasn't there wasn't a lot with the EC in particular because there was a lot of I was the youngest person on the EC by far back when I was on that. I was the PR. Not surprising at all. Yeah. Um but I, j- just to show you that position in particular, what some of the sh- stuff you had to go through. I was at Cedar Point for Coaster Con in 2004, and Top Thrill Dragster didn't open, surprisingly, for any of the ERT that was scheduled. So the park went out of their way to like give us like Millennium Force on the fly or you know other other uh, rides in that park, and they didn't have to do that. But I was they had the you know how like at Coaster Cons I don't know if you guys have ever done it, but they had like an Ace Photo Contest there. And I was the, the photo contest was actually in the park. It was at the town hall in the park. So I was in there voting, looking at the pictures. And this family comes up to me and they were like, dragster's not running for ERT tonight. And I was like, no, it's not. It's down for the count. And they said, well, what are you going to do about it to get it up and running? And I'm like, what is there a magic button you think I own to make it everything right? Like, I don't understand what you're saying. And they, they really, really complained and, and, all that stuff. And it made me so frustrated that I went to the one area of the park where I know, I know, knew that nobody would be sitting and that's those bleachers in front of dragster. When that ride doesn't run, there's nobody sitting in them. So I went up there and just cleared my mind. And that's when I was just like, I have got to get out of this because I started looking at this hobby as more of work than fun. And I was like, <laughs> I'm out of it, man. And then, then I, that's when I, I told Carol Sanderson, I, I, I can't, you know, I didn't quit my term early. I was only supposed to be there for two years and I did my full two years. And like we were in, um, we were in Seattle actually, um, at, well, it's not Seattle, but Puyallup. Oh, Puyallup. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't ever pronounce it correctly, but oh, we were there I, uh, for an event. I get corrected. So it's funny. When I first moved here, I got corrected so many times, and I don't even know <laughs> if I'm saying it right anymore. But yeah, I think it's right. Puyallup. Okay, so there's that, and we were there at the event, and then like that was my last event as the PR director. Like As soon as the wheels of that plane took off on the runway, I was done with it. Like That was the deal. And uh, I was I was flying back to Chicago with a bunch of other enthusiasts, and uh, the, the the plane couldn't take off. <laughs> we were on the run, we were on the runway taking off, and I was like, "Here we go, I'm done!" And then it, it stopped, and we had to get another plane and all this stuff or something. Uh, it, it was hilarious. So, um, th- but yeah, there, I mean, there's been a lot of um, a stuff. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I am glad uh, how Ace dealt with uh, a lot of the negative stuff for, in regards to like Holiday World, what happened and everything. Uh, that was pretty intense. But other than that, you know, um, there, there was, I mean. So wait, you were the PR director when that happened? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. No wonder you quit so quickly. Um, I, not, you had like the worst shitstorm well, of PR since like. I, I was an ACE regional rep for a couple of years and a Bill Lincolnheimer, who was the president at the time uh, said uh, we're looking for a new PR position because David Escalante is leaving. Um, would you want it? And I was like, I, I don't know the first thing about that. 
And the more we talked about it, um, I decided to give it a try. And um, one of the thing, concerns I had is I, I told Bill that night on the on the phone, uh, what if we what if we lose a member at an event? And he says that's never happened. It never will. And then it happened. And um, I didn't leave the park that night after that accident until about four a.m. And because uh, Will Cook, myself, Paula Warney, and um, Pat were all in in the office um, trying to come up with like a press release, to, and it, we worked on it for hours. And then and then the fiance of the lady that died came back to the park and wanted to talk to Carol and I. It was just it was just a super surreal messed up thing. And then I wasn't allowed to leave Santa Claus until Will uh, told me I could. And he let me leave the next morning. And then that night I get home and Paula said, we're going to have to give your phone number out to the media uh, because you're the PR. And I was like, bring yeah, that's fine. Let's do it. And I'm not shitting you. The next day I got 47 calls from reporters across the country between 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Oh, good so this God. day, if you Google my name, some of those articles still come up. And the last guy I talked to, I think he was from the Post in New York, New York Post. Uh, he was just a, a real prick. And he was like, uh, is it true she was only 110 pounds? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who, who I don't know the lady. He goes, is it true that she didn't uh, necessarily put herself at risk by standing up on the ride? And I'm like, sir, I, I can tell you what I know, and that's it. So I told him what I knew, and the next morning, Bill Lincolnheimer calls me, and he's like, what the hell are you trying to say? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. And he forwarded me a link, and it said a quote from me that's still out there. I went to the Associated Press. It said, Flaherty said the 110-pound Fellner didn't necessarily put herself at risk by standing up. And I'm like, oh, man, you got to be kidding me. So we were going to get a retraction reprinted, but then we thought – uh, it would bring more attention to Ace, so we just let it go. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, it, 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 honestly, I mean, I could, I could do a three hour episode on just that night. It, it was, it was, it was terrifying, man. But it, it, it trained me a lot of how parks deal with that. Here's the scariest part of the whole thing. I called, uh, my contacts at Kings Island and Cedar Point, the marketing to get tips on how to deal with this. And they didn't know what to say because they hadn't gone through it. And I'm like, oh, shit. So. Good Lord. Yeah. So, you know, and that's why I have such a strong tie with Holiday World. I I mean, both Paula Warney and I, um, we we got a a little bit of PTSD from that night. And uh, what helped me deal with it is, and this was the recommendation of Paula, um, I was for, uh, for a good year, year and a half, I was afraid of Raven. Like I, I didn't want to even look at it. And she said, no, you need to go ride it and you need to go ride it. You know where you need to ride it. So I went and rode it in that seat and just the whole ride. I mean, I know it's not, uh, it's not proper to say this, uh, at such a family park, but I just, just screamed, fuck, fuck, fuck the whole ride. And it helped me get over that. So, um, yeah, dark times, man. Man, I, I can't even imagine. You know, I'll be honest, man. I'll be completely honest here. When you sent me the, the, the script for this, or, you know, the, the, the way that it's laid out and it had the killer coaster, I was really, really hoping it wasn't going to be Raven. <laughs> no, I mean, that was our first one, but th- we, don't, we don't relish right. like 
you know, in that it, it was just kind of a funny idea for a segment. Yeah. <laughs> Turn a phrase, you know, but no, uh, I did. Well, first I didn't know that. And if I did, that would have been a particularly, th- you know, tasteless choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it, it's, it, you know, it happened. I mean, there's no, uh, shying away from talking about it, but it was just, um, it, it was bad, man. It was, it was, I, I learned so much from that night, uh, that really helped me, uh, do my PR job a lot stronger. And it helped me understand the inner workings of parks. Like you would never believe like on the trauma level. I mean, I, you, when you see a park go through that, it, it just changes how you look at parks. It really does. So, well, especially cause they're family owned. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was so bad seeing Will Cook shake when we were. I mean, he when that guy came back, that fiance, he was shaking. He was so scared. It was it was so bad. Um, I mean, we can edit this out too. But do you know the whole story about um, like with Rob having footage and like threatening to use it in court or something? Um, I had so he got he got what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, well, I mean, we can. I don't want to like talk about Rob on here so much, but. Rob, Rob got busted. Remember I told you somebody got busted shooting POV yeah. uh, on Raymond. That was him that day. There was employees, ironically, uh, the day the lady flew out of the ride, they were down walking by the track when it was running and they looked up and saw apparently him with a camera and, um, they, they, they radioed up to the station saying, don't release that train we need to see who that was and then they confronted them and i don't know what happened i'm sure i I heard it wasn't great but he got banned from the park because of that for at least two years and then that's when he got banned from ace too and um then the ban was released at holiday world and i never understood why but that was one of the theories going around that he um he had pictures of you know the one click rides or something i don't know i don't know that for a fact i just heard that like you guys have heard okay yeah okay well again we we don't you know want to completely deal in untruths but that is definitely a rumor that has i've heard that quite a few times and and nobody that i know i mean i've never asked rob about it um i don't know if he would share that with me but i don't you know, I don't know. Well, it's it's an interesting story either way. Yeah. I mean, and that was the night. I mean, that night is when everything happened. I had heard things slightly differently. I had kind of heard that him being banned from Ace and from Holiday World was more reactionary because of the, the death. Uh, I don't think that's true because I know he got busted for shooting POV that morning. Because they, they, they used to allow us to take cameras during ERT, but they would only do it at night. And he said, well, it's dark. You know, I can't get anything. There was a lot of complaints about that back then. But he did it anyway, so. Well, we heard one other rumor that I thought was interesting, and maybe you could shed a little light on. This one doesn't involve Rob. Okay. The rumor we had heard, and that was actually on the show from our friend Danon, he said there was a rumor that, the fiance had recently taken a insurance policy out. I, I, I haven't heard that, but um, I've heard the theory that she was pushed and I could really send shivers down your spine. Some of the stories I've heard about that, but like 
see, and, and, and this goes to that, that night, um, when he came back, uh, to the park from the hospital, you know, um, Carol and I and Paula went out. It was straight out of a movie, man. We walk out and it's raining and he's just, there's a silhouette of this guy just standing in this like backlit alley, uh, between these two buildings at holiday world. And he, uh, he came up and hugged us and, and he, he, he wasn't crying. He, I, we just thought he was in shock. And he, the first thing he said to us was, uh, you make sure she looks good. She didn't, she didn't deserve this or something like that. And we're like, what do you talk about? And he's like, write, write a positive story about her and your ACE news and roller coaster, make her look like the goddess she was, you know, that type of stuff. Um, and we didn't know what had happened. We didn't know if the, the, at that time, you know, we didn't know if the train malfunctioned or what. Um, so he asked for our numbers, our phone number. So I gave him my cell number and, or maybe it was even my phone, home phone back then. Uh, and I said, if you need anything, call me. So I pull into my driveway from coming home from that event. And I, I walk in my house, my phone's ringing. I pick it up and it's that guy. It's a fiance. And he's like, I, 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 you asked, you told me to call you if I need something, I need something. I was like, what's that? And he's like, I need you to drive back to New Jersey with me. And I'm like, sir, I just got home back in Columbus, Ohio. I'm four hours away. And he said, I'll wait. So I'm a man of my word. So I started packing clothes again saying, I don't know this guy, but I'm, I, you know, he's hurting right now. And then he called me 10 minutes later and saying his, his aunt was flying him from Louisville. But I was literally one of the last people to talk to him. And um, at CoasterCon in 2004, and see, he told us what he witnessed on the train. Like he told us, uh, like it was dark and all of a sudden they pull in the station. And she wasn't there. You know, uh, but then I get this call from Paula when I'm at Cedar Point for CoasterCon in 2004. And she's like, be on the lookout for this reporter. And I think she even sent me a picture of him. She goes, he's harassing our staff about what happened that night. And he's right. He's for GQ magazine. He's on his way to Cedar Point where he never showed, or at least I never saw him. But the, ar- the article comes out and it's written by this reporter and the fiance. And in it, he was, it's this whole big dramatic thing about, he says like when she left the train, their eyes locked as she went through the structure and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's not what he told us, you know? So I don't know what's going on with that guy or, or any of that stuff anymore, but it was just, it was insanity, man. It was, it was just crazy bad. Shit. Yeah. Well, I I don't mean to like, Press you for no, shit, no, you're fine. A bunch I, I, for like, no, be honest, man. Quite honestly, anytime I talk about it, it helps. It really does. So, well, I mean, obviously, that's kind of a big incident. It, like, if if you're a roller coaster fan, like an enthusiast at ever any level, you probably know about that incident. Yeah, I mean, some people call it um, the coaster enthusiast version of nine eleven. I, I could see that. I've actually, I mean, heard, it, I've actually heard that a couple times. I mean. It's it definitely changed everything for I think parks in general, not just like enthusiasts. Yeah. But I uh we definitely appreciate you sharing so candidly. No worries, man. Cause especially, you know, it's we're coming up on it's been almost twenty years. I know. I can't believe it. <clears throat> like these stories only get muddier and Yeah harder to follow as time goes so i'll be honest that's one of the biggest questions i get asked is about that night usually from older enthusiasts 
quite frankly, I didn't know you were so involved at that level at that time. But since our kind of conversation kind of flowed to that naturally, sure. you know, I, I know I had some curiosities. Yeah. No. Morbid as they may be. Yeah. But, you know, it was it was it was bad, man. I mean, we the, the entire enthusiast community, not just Ace, the entire enthusiast community had to really, really, really work to get um, trust back into the parks. Yeah, but I think we still kind of see that yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's part of the history, man. It's part of the history. And, and I did what I needed to do to get through it. And, um, I know, I mean, Paula, I just feel so bad for her. Um, it, it, it was, it was just really, really, really bad. Both of us were like vomiting and stuff at one point because we were so sick. I mean, not at the park, but like when we got home, uh, just cause it was, you know, somebody died, you know, uh, an ACE member who just joined died, uh, an enthusiast died. And, uh, it wasn't during ERT, you know, but still horrible. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I appreciate you sharing so candidly. You got it, buddy. You know, if there's any podcast I could, f- I could feel comfortable talking about it. It would, it would, it would probably be this one. So nice. Well, I mean, it, it feels like we're old friends by this oh, point. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> probably if I wouldn't have been an awkward teenager, I would have like emailed you and been like, I'm going to Cedar Point. Want to meet up I, or something? I, I totally would have. I really would have. But like, I kind of figured, I don't know if you ever had this, but like when I was a kid, there was like the people you'd see in the coaster community. Uh-huh. And I guess that's where that whole like celebrity idea comes from. Uh, yeah. I mean, I can remember the first time somebody recognized me for one of those, those discovery channel things. Cause I used to do, I did quite a few of them and um, I was at Scandia park in California. You know where it's at? Remember that park? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, LC. they had that awesome uh, that Myler. Yeah, that thing's by far the scariest steel coaster I've ever ridden. Man, that thing was crazy. And uh, this mom comes up to a to me and my friend Jeff, who was on the same Discovery Channel program, and she's like, "My sons are on that ride, and they think they they recognize you." And I'm like, "Really?" And then we talked to them, and they were all like, "Oh my god, we saw you on Discovery Channel." And I'm like, "Oh shit, is this going to be my life from now on?" <laughs> but it, it, it's not bad. It's not bad. So. Well, no, I mean, I definitely remember seeing you in some of those shows. Yeah, I have a lot of them uploaded on my channel, but uh, those are fun times. A lot of fun. I've been rewatching a lot of those old ones just for fun recently because I've been bored and <laughs> it's a good nostalgia trip. Oh, it really is. Yeah, for sure. I remember I had them all like not all of them, but I had like they used to air them in blocks, you know? Yes, they did. So I, I had a good block of them on a VHS tape yep. that I used to just watch the fuck out yep. of. That's, that's the majority. I, I went to, I started recording them on DV tape, like in the two thousands. So the, the quality would be better. And, uh, now I upload them in like 60 frames per second. So they're, they're really smooth and stuff like that. So, Oh, nice. Cause yeah, most of the ones on YouTube definitely look like an old VCR. Yeah. Yeah. But I kind of find the, that that to be kind of fun and like soothing in an odd way. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's 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 old school. That's how it was. You know, we didn't have four K or anything like that. And that's kind of looping it all back around to like the different generation of coaster people now. Yep. Like that's what the fuck we had. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know. We had that tape, and we had the America's Greatest Roller Coaster Thrills tape. Yep. And like maybe a couple other tapes and some books and like 240p. 
Yeah, that was that. You had that shit. So, like, if a new Discovery Channel show came on, that was the shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that was the most exciting fucking thing. Like, when they used to do Extreme Rides every year. Yep, 100%. That's the, that was the, the big one I did, Extreme Rides 2001. That was the one I did a play-by-play on, like, Millennium Force. So, oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I actually uh, just a couple months ago, released... Uh, footage I shot during that shoot, like in the station, just hanging out with staff and all that stuff. Um, so, hey everybody, we got shirts. Your favorite coaster sucks on the Amazon store. Check it out. Absolutely right, we do. We got a bunch of colors available, and the shirts are in two different designs. We got the classic golden ticket logo and our Rolly Ride logo. We also got ten different colors, man. Yeah, like you're wearing a shirt right now, so you could always use more shirts. Add to the collection. Get in a lot of crazy shit. Wear it in line for your least favorite ride. Tell every Thuzi their favorite coaster sucks. Make a fanboy of the Fury 325 cry. Very easy to do, all by sporting a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks shirt. We also got sweatshirts available through Amazon. We are now shipping to Germany and UK, so if you are out there listening to us... You can get our shit there too. Buy a shirt. All right, I'm back. Fantastic. I think, man. I think the three beers I had. I'm not used to it, so my body gave me a headache. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I haven't drank in a I while. We, so, well, we we also tend to have that influence on people. I don't know. <laughs> well, as soon as you said, you know, get some drinks, and yeah, I was like done. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I I was trying to make our pitch pretty concise and accurate. You know, no, it was perfect, man. It was perfect. I liked it because it was different than the other ones I've done. So, hey, come on and talk about your top ten coasters. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any. So, how many exact miles of coaster track have yeah. you traversed? Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. You know, I, 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 there's just stupid questions that get asked by the media all the time, like. Do you like this ride? Well, of course I do. I love it. Why? You know, st- well, what do you mean? Why? <laughs> I like the ride. You know, they, they always want you to go somewhere else. So that and like, it's always like when random people ask questions, it's like, have you been on top field dragster? It's like, yeah. Like, yeah. But you don't want sometimes like if they're not in the coasters, like you don't want to be a dick and be like, of course, but yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I've been on it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yep. Oh Yeah. One of, one of the big things I, I, I get, the most popular video on my channel is this Griffin video, this off-ride I have. And they, the people that put comments in there, they're always like, oh, I saw this thing like at, at Kings Island. And then you're like, well, no, it's not at Kings Island. They may be at Cedar Point. You're thinking about Raven. No, no, no. Like uh, Diamondback, same, same type of ride, man. You know, same manufacturer. But a lot of GP don't understand like that just because a ride looks the same, it's, it's, it's not the same ride, you know. Yeah, I I'm surprised you engage with those type of people. I I, I don't think there's. I got to catch up on my comments because I've, I've been taking a break. But um, I reply literally to every comment that comes on my channel. I, I I just feel like I have to, you know. And it might it might not be the answer that people want, but at least I replied. Oh, uh, you're you're really nice. I, I mean, I I I think I just got a big heart. I know, and sometimes it gets me in trouble, but yeah. You know, it's me. Because yeah, sometimes YouTube comments are like, it's like actual, it's not even like human sometimes, like comment where it's just like, you're watching a video of like a coaster POV or like mm-hmm. all the comments on like TPR videos where it's just like, he's fat. Oh yeah. 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 
Yep. They, they, they've gotten that me too. Cause I, I was heavier last year than I am now. And, uh, People put some some fucked up shit in there, man, and I'm just like, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, but I also have the power the power to like just delete your comment. You know, if you're if you're here, if you're purposely here to hurt someone, then don't come here. I think like ninety percent of those people, it's like a jealousy thing. Oh, a hundred percent. It's like they see people that do cool shit, and they're like fuck why can't i do cool shit yeah just be original be yourself just be yourself what you see on my channel is me it is me there's no character or anything it's just my life that's it the problem is you actually have to be interesting to do that (laughs) i guess and that that that's like a rarity generally people aren't very interesting (laughs) that's that's why we only have one guest on per episode (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, and I, like, like one of the biggest YouTubers out there lives about a half an hour from me is a guy named Roman Atwood. And he's, he's got like 16 million subscribers and all he does is family vlogs, but people dig that stuff, man. They, they, and, but he had to hire a full-time police officer out in front of his property because there were so many people that wanted to be like him and ask him questions and just show up at his house. You know, that's fucking creepy. I know it is. Yeah, it's like um, younger people almost think that you have to, the only way to have fun is to do it through that kind of, is like fun is a byproduct of that kind of medium, not the other way around. Right, exactly. Yes, I agree. Well, also, it probably doesn't help when, you know, generally the presentation in terms of like YouTube and social media is like, look how much fun this is and how great of a time we're having. I do. Yeah. I think it kind of like perpetuates this mindset of like, Oh, you have to do X, Y, and Z in order for you to have fun. Yeah. Yep. Which is not fucking true. No, it isn't. If you like riding coasters, just go do that. Yep. And if you happen to like have some friends and use your phone to film it, perfect. But don't be like, oh, I'm going to make this genius fucking cinematic film about a coaster. Yeah. And I'll get a million YouTube views and everyone will love me. <laughs> like, do the cinematic coaster video, but don't think it's going to do anything in terms of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you do it for the satisfaction of it. A hundred percent. That's exactly what I try to tell some of these younger enthusiasts. said, don't do it for the views. Do it because you like to do it. And then everything will fall into place. You know, I said, you know, if you put, if you have a thousand videos on your channel per se, you know, chances are one of them hitting is going to happen, but don't, you know, um, or, you know, I'll get, I'll get some of the enthusiasts that, you know, um, they'll ask me, they'll be like, well, how did you get videos with that many views? I'm like, I have no idea. It just happens. If I knew the secret, I'd be doing it with every one of the videos, you know? Well, yeah, there's definitely certain strategy tips that you can look up on YouTube. Sure, exactly. To try and increase. Yeah, yeah. But like nothing can take the place of like you just gotta connect with people. Yeah, I, I, I there's a I need a you know what I need to subscribe to him actually. There's a GP Coasters. Do you know who that is? Sounds familiar, yeah. Um it came up in my he's he's just he's um actually was you know commented on some of my videos, so I know him through that. I've never met him. But he had a vlog I, I came up in my 
suggested the other day and I watched it and the whole beginning of the video is him making fun of like the YouTubers that are like, we need a hundred thousand likes before this video is done. You know, they're overdoing it. He does such a really cool job uh, of mimicking that type of mentality. And when I first saw it, I was like, Oh man, this is one of those people, I, you know, that over goes over the top of that. And then I realized, Oh, he's making fun of them. So it was a pretty cool video. Yeah. I love shit like that. I think that's kind of what we try to do here too. It's like, so many people take the shit so seriously like that too, in terms of like, Oh, we got to have clout and yeah. so many followers. And j-. it's like, no, let's just sit yeah. back and have some fun yeah. and make fun of that bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know if you keep up with any of like the Orlando area vlog people at all. I don't. Um, I mean, Dan from Midway Mayhem is a friend of mine, so I'll watch his stuff. But like, I to me, um, like di- the Disney vlog people, I I just can't get behind that stuff. I mean, no offense to them, I'm sure they do really great stuff, but um, I'm not the biggest Disney fan to begin with. And I, when I go to Orlando, very rarely do I go to a Disney park. I mean, the last time I did was with Ray Osborne, actually. So that was a few years ago, though. Okay. Well, yeah, that, that whole scene is like, it's very similar to roller coasters. Yeah. But it's the, the whole, the, the particular subset of like people who make content mm-hmm. and this whole like bullshit gravitas yeah. to it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I can smell the bullshit through YouTube. Come on. Yeah. So I, I just love to be on the other side here and go, you guys are all idiots. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and see, I, I applaud you guys for being that honest because I don't very rarely do I call somebody out like that. You know what I mean? Like it's, um, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of a mixed bag. So, yeah, well, I mean, see, the thing is, I think it has a bad, it'll have a bad influence on younger kids who are just discovering this shit. You're right. Because I think it's a self-reinforcing model. Yeah. Yep. It's like, you know, one person that actually gave a shit about coasters was able to successfully make a YouTube channel. And then a couple of other people who actually cared did. And then like a bunch of people who were like probably casually interested are trying to like mimic the success. And it creates this like weird non-community community. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to put it, man. It really is. I also think if people like, um, like if everybody wasn't concentrated on like putting content for publicity or views, like people could just actually be having fun with each other. Yes. And that it's like what I said earlier, just, just have fun, you know, just go out and have fun. Don't worry about all those little tiny bullshit things go and ride a coaster that's designed so you can have fun and it's fine if you want to shoot it and do a vlog or whatever like that but do it because you like it do it because it's fun don't do it because you think you're going to be mark Wahlberg. yeah next time you go to a park try not filming just try it right you just go one time and don't film that that crazy dark stuff i was going through a couple months ago um when I went back down to the Kings Island finally and had to kind of be reintroduced to everything, I didn't bring a single camera. So cameras are off limits, man. I'm not doing that. So 
there's times for it and there's times when you don't do it. And that's perfect. And like you were saying, you took a break for like a decade. It's like, yeah, we did that shit too, because this is, you can't live your life around this shit. Right. Right. So, um, back on the wreck roller coaster days, there used to be a, um, like a signature at the end. It said, uh, we, we, we came for the rides. We stayed for the friends and that's the way it should be, you know, Maybe I'm saying that backwards. Am I saying that backwards? No, no, that's I had it the right way. Meaning that being coasters are tie us all together, but and we stay, we're friends, but that there there shouldn't be anything else influencing that. So And that's what I hope kids oh God, I hope kids aren't listening to this, but you know they are anyway. <laughs> if they do, take away from us in general is just like use this shit for fun. Yeah. Not not as a means to like build up some Instagram following. Yeah. Like it's cool if you do that because you like it. It's just odd if you're doing it just to do it. I, I yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one of the main reasons I'm not on social media in, in, as well. Cause I, I just don't think I can deal with all that. And I just don't need that much content that I need to be in contact with everybody at all times. I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm in the minority when I say that, but I try. I had a Facebook account for a couple years, and I. Th- this is where it, it started getting weird for me. Is like, I was at Kings Island or Cedar Point or some park here around here. Um, an enthusiast came up and said, "You, uh, I noticed you didn't like my picture that I posted." And I said, "Well, I didn't see it, you know, and sorry." And they're like, "Well, that's what friends do. They like other friends' posts and stuff." And I'd really appreciate if you liked it. And I said, again, I didn't see it. And I was one of these like Facebook people that like didn't keep scrolling down to read stuff. Like usually what was on the screen is what I read and that was it. And I was like, man, people are just so desperate to be liked. I don't want any part of this. So I, I closed. I it. was, I was just about to say, you don't have to justify not liking somebody else's shit. I know, but I, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have even said anything. I should have just walked away, but you know, no, oh well, Cause like, here's, here's the deal. Maybe if you don't have tact, I'll fill you in. You can approach someone and say, Hey, Sean, check out this photo. Yeah. Yeah. And just show them it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. And then you're not confronting somebody and you can connect with somebody in that moment. Perfect. I wish, I wish it I was know. that easy. <laughs> I feel like I'm harping on shit like such an old man, but nah, man, you're good. This is just, this is how, I mean, we have to reflect and look how things have changed, man. You know, I'm glad that there's still younger people who actually do have fun and like taking the piss out of this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely do it for fun. You know, uh, I don't even know where I would be if I didn't have roller coasters and parks in my life. You know, I don't even think that, but, uh, they, I've used them as a tool, you know, to get through some tough times in life and I've used them for fun. I've used them to meet people. I've used them, you know, and, and it should just all be about kind of bringing people together in a way. And, uh, I wish more people would realize that. A hundred percent, man. That's a, that's, that's like the takeaway here. Speaking of which mm-hmm. we got a, we got a kick-ass final segment. All right. Uh, we like to pay tribute to a dead ride. Nice. Unless Ben, did you have any other particular questions you wanted to ask? Um, I mean, 
talked about a lot. Uh, can't think of any at the moment. Yeah, we covered a hell of a lot of ground in this episode. I, I think we did. <laughs> what are we going on, like three hours now or something? We are at three hours, 15 minutes. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah. Plus, okay. we were talking for a while before we started yeah, recording. So. <laughs> that's how you can get us. Yeah, but that's that's all right. No, we'll we'll hopefully we'll get you back on at some point because this is great. Yeah, no worries, man. That'd be great. That'd be fun. Oh shit! Maybe after we get Ray on, we can get the two of you on. Oh lord, man, do we got stories? Okay, yeah, that would be a lot of fun, man. Um, and oh, I got another idea. If you'd like to, if you have any of your old DVDs mm-hmm. that you're uploading or anything yeah. like a full one. If you'd ever be interested in doing a commentary episode with us. Oh, it'd be great. As a matter of fact, uh, God, I can't believe it's 21 years now. Uh, I made this video uh, back when everybody was doing it like tapes, like we were talking about. Uh, I made a video called Coastered 99, which was a sequel to Martin McKenzie's Coastered video. And it's an hour and a half. And I, I've always wanted to post it online, but I use copyright music throughout the whole thing. So maybe we'll have to do one of those. So, because it totally, yeah, it was a lot of yeah, fun. No, I'll, I'll send it to you guys for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So we will schedule that soon. We'll have a commentary episode with okay. some exclusive old shit from yeah. Sean Flaherty. That'd yeah. be awesome. And what's weird about it is uh, I made, I put it on DVD and added commentary to it, but I don't want to add that because it was so horrible quality, like the sound quality. So we'll just do it, we'll just do it live. <laughs> Perfect. In the words of Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> So, um, yeah, anyway, um, we like to pay tribute to a dead ride because mm-hmm. seems only appropriate. And as our guest, we're going to leave our pick up to you. So what ride are we paying tribute to? Ooh, uh, Big Bad Wolf. Uh, it's a good one. Big Bad Wolf. I, I'm really glad I got to ride that before it closed. Yeah. I mean, I, I wrote it several times, but, um, that one still kind of stings cause that was so such a fun ride. I mean, I, I love her Bolton. Don't get me wrong, but I, I really miss big bad wolf. What was that? One? But like, definitely was that built after that was built after iron dragon, right? No, it was, uh, iron dragon was 87. Oh, okay. And I think it was 87. And then big bad wolf, I think was, I think big bad wolf was the first era suspended comeback coaster. If I'm not mistaken, I mean that was definitely the best one. I mean, I never got on fucking Eagles Fortress. No, I didn't either. But yeah, it's the best one I've ridden for sure. It like it had more to it than like all the other ones. Like the Bat and um, Vortex, like they have like the drop that's kind of similar. Yeah, but like the other elements don't hit quite the same way. No, they don't. And there was like the shakiness to Big Bad Wolf that the other ones don't have either. And like those buildings, like swinging yeah, out the little village the you building. go through. Oh, it was so good. That's the thing. Like none of the other specific, so I can't even talk. None of the other suspended coasters have any of those like near misses, really. No, I mean the closest thing there was was like when Son of Beast was still around. Um, well, it was Top Gun back in the day, but the Bat now um, came within six feet of its structure at one point. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. What uh what section? Uh it was it was the lift hill. Um and it was the section on the bat. The the section on the bat was the final turnaround, like the little helix it does before it starts heading back to the station. That turn that kind of goes over like the, the valley area right there. The structure for Son of Beast used to be right there. Okay. Nice. 
Yeah, I got I got pictures. I got some construction pictures of it. With uh, I stood underneath the the track of Top Gun as it was going over, and you can see the footings below it. Like, oh shit! Like that's really that close it's going to be, and it really was. I wonder if there's any pictures of that. I got tons of them. I'll have to send you guys. I think there. Yeah, I, sure. I, I made a video of all the coaster construction Ohio for that year, and it's all pictures, but it's. Uh, edited the music and there's a lot of son of beast and i bet you it's in that one too I'll, I'll i'll get the link right now and put it in here but yeah big bad wolf is a good one man yeah it was it i was really bummed when they announced they were tearing that out i'll tell you the exact moment where i found out where I, i'll never forget this um i was going up the lift hill on oh my god i'm drawing a blank what's the flying coaster at SeaWorld in orlando Manta. Manta. I was going up the lift hill in Manta. God, I can't believe I zoned out there. Um, and I was with somebody in the industry, and uh, they leaned over to me and said, um, Big Bad Wolf's leaving next year. Go ride it now. As we were going up the lift hill, and I just looked over and said, what? I mean, I, that's how I found out on the lift hill. Oh, shit. Yeah. Speaking of like sad moments like that, I'm sad that like the removal of Magnum will probably be sooner than later yeah i was thinking that too which is gonna suck that one's gonna be hard for me that'll be yeah that there, there'll be a lot of people angry <laughs> maybe rmc will redo it and then <laughs> <laughs> i actually think like that's one ride that i don't know i don't even know what they would do to replace it i mean Unless like that'd be a tough spot to fill since it's so thin. Put a golden horse there, (laughs) (laughs) like one of the ones like the um, drop track, not the the vertical tilt track one. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God, those look sketchy as fuck. Oh yeah, they do. Well, they're they're taking a dive coaster. Just doesn't look right at all. Oh god, yeah. Ben shared that picture before. I was like. This is not like it's got that like weird kink on the drop yeah. where the B and M's are like usually well, smooth. Well, halfway through the B and M uh, copy track turns into Intamin copy track. There's video, there's a video of it online. Also, like the the four row train. If you watch the video, there's no real like uh, it doesn't seem like it really breaks at the top. So the last row, I know, it just wait jerks over the top of that thing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'd ride. I'd ride it for sure. I mean, I may not come back to the station alive, but I'm. Hey, hey, it's a credit. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it would be worth the experience if if you would do Montagna Russa del Alta. Then I think we could survive a Golden Horns. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I mean, there there are some horrible rides out there. Man. Do you remember the the promo for that Giovanola coaster that was like a robotic arm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was that IAPA. They had a model for it and everything. Yeah, that thing looked fucking crazy. It did, but at, at that point, they they had already built their two hyper coasters, and then that just killed that company. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. I bet that thing wouldn't have even worked though. To like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's when you do stuff like that. That's why that thing in Abu Dhabi still hasn't, or it's getting ready to open, or it just did open. That thing that's uh, at the same park with uh, Formula Rosa. Yeah, that indoor crazy thing with tilt tracks and stuff like that, whatever that is. Oh yeah. Um, oh, I don't know if I've heard about that. 
Yeah, it's like part of it. Part of it's like outside, like or like or it has a section where it kind of goes out the building and it has like a corkscrew and goes back in. It's it's made by, oh man, what's that company? Um, I'm I can't remember the name of the company. Uh, but it's supposed to have like sliding tilt track. And have have you guys been to Fantasia Land? No. They ha- they have this spinning coaster called Winges. And Winges does that too. Like one side of it on the lift hill, you tilt on an angle and it releases you. It's it's really they have a section of track at the end. You're rolling on the straight section of track, and the entire track falls down like a foot. Why it's still rolling and it goes back into place to make it join with the rest of the track. That ride looks so sick. I remember seeing a video of that, but I hadn't thought about that since you mentioned until you mentioned it. Oh, you know, all the hidden things on that ride, or all the all the cool things on that ride, are hidden inside. You can't see that it does that stuff. Oh my god! This picture of you at the end of this video. Oh, <laughs> me on the, that's uh, that's Batman on Life the Life. track. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one of me on, on Millennium Forces uh, track too, holding the track, like halfway through the video or something. But yeah. Oh man, I want to make that the thumbnail of this episode. Oh Jesus, man! I was like fucking thirty <laughs> years old then. That's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you that picture couldn't say like ninety nine anymore. I know. Unless unless you were maybe like at Woodstock ninety nine. Oh shit! That was like, <laughs> Other than that, yep. This, this these pictures are awesome though. I, I see my uh, before my mom moved to Phoenix. I went over to her place and she handed me these boxes and she's like, "I think these are yours." And it was all those photos, like tons of construction photos. I'm like, "Oh my god!" So I got a decent photo scanner and, and tried to do my best to put those together. Because um, and then Kings Island asked me, they don't have any pictures of drop zone in the parking lot. And there's a couple in there, and they were like, "Can we add these to our archives?" So I was like, "Well, hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's dope." Yeah, that's one thing I really think is awesome about Kings Island. Mm-hmm is that they actually seem super like supportive of their like big fan, like their mega fans. Oh yeah, they really are. Cause like my home park is great America and their official stance towards enthusiasts is go fuck yourself. Well, and, uh, and I don't want to say rightfully so. I mean, they used to be very enthusiast friendly at one point, but a lot of that started off sour when uh, an ACE member was taking construction photos of Batman and they didn't want that to get out, and then Ace published them, and they got in a lot of trouble for that. Oh shit! I didn't know it went that far back. Oh yeah, makes sense. But they, yeah, that, they've that never really always been. treated me so well. I mean, they for Superman's media day, I think they flew me up and got me a rental car and a hotel and everything just to be at their media day to talk. Oh, the the park is phenomenal. Yeah, I will say our like our Ace region here mm-hmm. is shit. Okay. It wasn't always, I don't think. No, but you guys had a really, really strong region there for a while. Yeah, although when like your regional rep is ousted as a pedo, it's never a no. good thing. <laughs> that's a that's a tough recovery. Yeah, but you know, all that aside, I, I yeah, I don't think that did us any favors. Us, I don't think it did us as enthusiasts any favors with the parks, right? Or with them specifically. Yep. So yeah, it's really awesome that Kings Island actually like is cool with their hardcore fans. Well, you know, at one point they were thinking about putting the Ace Museum in Kings Island. I've heard that. Yeah. Okay, can you can you tell me about that? That wasn't a rumor then, huh? Well, uh, so there was two. I because because I was very very close. I still am very close to the marketing department at that park, and 
there used to be this uh, like college football hall of fame, like right outside the park. And I know at one point the park said, Hey, one ace, why don't you put it there? And they were like, no. And then they were going to offer a place inside the park to do that. But the problem with that is ace didn't want, and rightfully so ace didn't want anybody to pay full admission into the park just to go and be able to see the museum. You know what I mean? They, they wanted to be more affordable to, than that. So that's why they didn't take Kings Island on their offer from what I remember. But I know it was talked about. I don't know how far it got with the, like the museum committee and stuff, but Kings Island themselves told me that. So wait, hold on. I just have to take this back a second. Sure. What year was this? Oh man. Uh, it was during the Paramount years for sure. So um, maybe maybe around the time Side of Beast was open, maybe two two thousand two thousand one. I think that's when I was hearing about it. Maybe, maybe a little shit. bit later. The museum was definitely already a proposed and like known about thing by two thousand one. Oh yeah, dude! Holy fucking shit! Okay, so real talk. I was telling you earlier that Chris Roberry yeah. tried to start some shit with me. Yeah. Because I was kind of trolling the museum. Well, I then took it a step further (laughs) and decided to do some research on the museum. And I made a YouTube video that pointed out some things about their finances. That's all public record. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know too much about their finances, but. Well, I mean, it's like the reason I was asking you about that Hirschman thing is like they supposedly made a donation of land that I couldn't find or no, not bland, uh, architecture. Okay. But there is no record of it in their taxes, like of the company, not the company, the museum, cause the company's private. Right. But then the next year, like their charitable income had dropped by a little under $200,000. Oh, wow. So it went from like 280 to like 80. And it's like, that's really weird. Yeah. So I just pointed some of that stuff out and now hearing even more detail, because like, I guess the the earliest I could trace back the museum was to 2001, just based off yeah. of like I mean, public that's, record that's and probably, stuff. You know, I, 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 I don't know that like when I first heard it, like, but it was around that time. I know, I know uh, Jeff Siebert was still at Kings Island and he left in 2005. So it was definitely before that. I had heard that about Kings Island though before, but I had not, it was just a rumor, but well, I mean, you it, being an ace guy at that time gives it actual some well, credibility. I mean, see, so Kings Island told me about it and I never like brought it up to ace themselves, but I know they were looking for places. That's when um, Larson kind of said, Hey, we have some storage uh, that you can have and maybe we'll make the museum around that in Texas. But um, that's when, like Kings Island's just always been very, very, very supportive of Ace and everything. And they just wanted to take it a, a, a step further. I think it would have been great. I agree. I wish they would open that fucking place. I just want to see it, you know? Yeah, I think it's I think it's gonna happen, but it, it I I just don't know why. I mean I donated um my steel phantom car to it, but I have no idea if they even have it. So uh we'll we'll see. <laughs> oh, I forgot about the car. Yeah, so how did you get that? Um, well, it, it was the sh- it was the shell. It didn't have like the restraints and, and the wheels or anything. But um, uh, Steel Phantom was still around. And in 1998, I got a I got a call from Bill Lincolnheimer, and he knew I was such a huge fan of that ride. And he's like, "Dude, um, we're 
the park is shredding the old steel phantom cars like the original uh, what color were they yellow i guess yeah mine was yellow and um and they went to blue trains they got new trains so uh he says if you have a hundred dollars and a way to get it back to ohio you can pick one up so i called a buddy with a truck got a hundred dollars went to kennywood they took me back we put it on the truck and I drove it back to Ohio, but it was too big to get in my house. So my friend stored it in his place in a, uh, somewhere else in Ohio. And I got a call from Ace um, several years later, and they're like, hey, are you looking to get rid of it? You want to donate it? And I said, yeah, but you have to go pick it up. And I don't even know if they picked it up because I, I haven't talked to that dude that was um, storing it for years. But, yeah, 100 bucks, and it was mine. I thought it would have been funny. This is uber geeky to like bring it in the house and put it in front of the TV and watch a POV of steel phantom and say, I'm the only person in the world doing this right now by sitting in a steel phantom car. (laughs) Now that would be an amazing YouTube video. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) I can see the hatred now. No, but but yeah, it's, uh, well, I still got to say, man, that's dope that Kings Island is super supportive. They really are. I mean, the Ace Walk Back they used to do. and I mean, all these parks, think about this for a second. All these parks that have early morning ERT, like for season pass holders and all that stuff, that all stemmed from the Ace Walk Back Kings Island would do every morning for us. Because that's when Kings Island was like, hey, if we do that, we'll just do it for everyone for season pass holders. And then it just spread like wildfire. Okay. Interesting. I think so, at least. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I don't think... I don't think like even Disney World was doing that, right? Yeah, up until uh, like the mid two thousand. You can trace it back to the Ace Walk Back. Yeah. So, have you ever ridden the Beast with Carl Eichelman? Uh, no, but um, I, I met him a couple times. Uh, we did this Beast twenty fifth anniversary video, and and he he. I have that DVD still. Yeah, I, I have. I actually have a the, that that documentary uploaded on my channel somewhere that that whole thing carl was part of that don helvig was part of that and i was part of it and out of all the interviews i've done that was the most nervous i've ever been in an interview um because i just thought it was for a coaster event. i didn't know they were going to play it in line for the beast for three years straight <laughs> but you know um it was yeah carl, carl you know he passed away last year i believe so Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he died. If you go ride the beast now, they did a really cool thing. They put all these like history boards while you're standing in line, and they have one dedicated to him with pictures of him riding it. And uh, I met his niece there at the park last year, um, and she she got to see those for the first time. She was really emotional. That's in one of my vlogs somewhere. I can't, I don't remember which one, but it's in there. Shit, I didn't know he he uh, passed. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, he was a good dude, man. He seemed really nice. He was very I mean, nice. I would have probably invited him on the show because that would have been interesting. Yeah. It was, he was, um, Don Helbig was really, really close with him. And, and Don, I think, even made a, a blog post about it at, on King's Island's website. I'd invite Don, but I know as sure as shit he wouldn't show no, up. No, Don, Don's, Don's a pretty private guy. You know, uh, and that's fine. I mean, obviously, I don't think anyone's going to show up on this show as an official representative of anything. And that's totally fine. Right. But you never but, know. You never know. Well, every time we have a co- like a cool conversation with uh, 
that's what I like is like getting people like you who have been around but are very like cool. Oh, thank <laughs> you, know? you. Thank you. First of all, no, I gotcha. I gotcha. I understand though. Well, there's a lot of like crotchety old people in the community. To you know what I mean? No, no, there is. There is. They don't like change. But then on the on the flip side of that, there's the younger people want too much change. And I think we're right in the middle. I agree. I mean, like, I feel like just even the name of the show, like your favorite coaster sucks. Yeah. There's like people who that really pisses off and then people who laugh at that shit. And there's a pretty clear divide on who those oh, people yeah. are. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest. I told three people that I was doing this podcast. I didn't tell them when. I just told them I was, I was going to do it. And two of those three people were like, why are you doing that? Do you know those guys? I'm like, well, I will. <laughs> and they're like, it's really controversial. And they make fun of a lot of people. And I was like, well, I, I just won't make fun of people. But, you know, more power to them if they want to do that. But, you know, um, but it wasn't like they were like, you're stupid for doing it or anything like that. They're just like, be careful. <laughs> oh, our reputation precedes us, and that's fine. Yeah. You know. Hope, hopefully, you know, the the bark was bigger than the bite. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Do we live up to that reputation? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I don't know if this is a good comparison, but somebody's got a shit because if not, you know, make a mess and who's going to clean it up, you know? People, well, hey, you heard the intro. We are the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. I don't, and we I, wear that with pride. I don't think you're the worst. I mean, I, given I don't listen to a lot of coaster podcasts, but this is um, honesty is a is a, is is very important, especially in today's world. And uh, I applaud your honesty. I'll give you that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't take that the wrong way, you know, but. No, that is the most PR person answer I could ever expect for that question. <laughs> That's like, I, did, I didn't do the Sun of East Media Day because I was out West, um, but I, I helped Kings Island Planet. And one of the people that I was at at the park that day and, you know, taking my place, did an interview and somebody said, what do you think of Son of Beast? And they said, Son of Beast is the exactly what i thought a 200 foot wooden coaster would feel like like it's it's it doesn't say anything bad it doesn't say anything particularly good it's just right there in the middle <laughs> that is a time when honesty is the exact right answer right exactly That's for sure yeah <laughs> my favorite is uh it's a good addition for the park right i i've done that i've said that many a times too and and, and you you got to be careful there i swear to god man uh there was somebody that face off. That was the first media day I ever worked with the park on and in 99, April 99. And I invited a bunch of, you know, the park put me in and they, I was responsible for getting the writers. So I got all these enthusiasts to come and this one girl did an interview and they said, what do you think of face off? And she said, face off is good, but it's nowhere near as my favorite Magnum XL 200 at Cedar point, which opens up next weekend. and i went "Uh oh and then sure as hell um when it came time to invite writers for this the the beast or the son of beast announcement day where we were riding the beast for hours um the park the the pr lady at the time i gave her the list of writers and she went down and said nope 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 and we were left for eight writers (laughs) i had 30 writers and she said nope nope because she follows all their shit online and 
Yeah, crazy. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm really not surprised because there's. I think that's kind of a reputation just coaster people have now to parks. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know. It, it, it again. It's 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 kind of a sticky situation, and uh, um, I got I got a little bit of flack recently because I the I think it's the last video I uploaded actually. Um, I have this off ride of Orion, and the park took me back and off limits to get, and I I never asked asked to do that. They offered it to me, and I took them up on the offer, and. Uh, I, I said, uh, they said that there was, this was only uh, like the second time they had done something like that or whatever. So I thanked them for it and they said, no, we wanted to do something for you for just being supportive in the industry, you know, and in the enthusiast community, it it was just a nice gesture that, um, because of everything that's been going on in the enthusiast community, they, they just wanted to do something positive for something, somebody for once. And I thought that was a, that, that meant the world to me, but more importantly, it meant that they know that not every enthusiast is bad. That's what I got out of that. And, and there's tons of parks that think that way. They may not show it, but trust me, there's a lot of parks that support us. Oh, I, I know that. And I think it's fantastic to see parks that like really do go out of their way yeah. to support enthusiasts. Yeah. And I think that's great because you definitely have done a lot for this community. Oh, thanks, I mean, there's man. obviously a reason that we were aware of who you are for shit since we've been in this community yeah. for yeah. you know 15 years or whatever yeah so. i i, I mean, thank thank you guys again i mean uh I, i'll never get used to when people ask me to do stuff like this or they come up to me in person like i'll never get used to that but it's always nice to know like i don't care if you don't like the videos or anything like that but it's nice to know that somebody's out there watching even though i don't upload videos for that reason it's just nice to know that somebody can relate and if somebody can relate, then you have a tie to them. And uh, some of the, the people that I've, I've known the longest in my world are, like, and just like you said, that some of the best and some of the worst are in this, in this hobby. And for, for a long time, I referred to this hobby as a lifestyle because it kind of was. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's a hobby, but, you know. It can be. Yeah. And it's, it's up to the individual to what, at what point they want to get up to that line or cross it. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe maybe it should be recommended that you cross that line just to see how bad things can get. That's that's true, and that's usually when you take that decade break. Yeah, yeah. When you and realize you hey, there's more luck. Yeah, and you do a lot of learning and growing. Yeah. <laughs> away from amusement parks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh shit! You know? Well. Holy moly! We're gonna have to make this one a two-parter. Yeah, that's, that's fine, man. I, 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 you, you wanted story, so I hope I didn't disappoint in that aspect. But I'm telling you right now, man, this has been a lot of fun. It really has. No. I, I needed this more than you can imagine. This this was better than I had actually hoped it could have gone. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> well, like obviously not have talked to, having talked to you before ever. It's always like you know, there's like a level of cold call. Sure. When yeah, it's yeah. people that we, we don't actually know. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I went in, I was like, man, I wonder how this is going to go. I was so excited the whole day to, to do this. And then um, it's just been, it's just been great, man. It really has. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I figured it would go well. Cause I was like, well, he's friends with Tommy. And if you're friends with Tommy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Tommy's a good dude. And Ray and, and so many and Ray, others. Yeah. Well, I didn't know you were friends with Ray, but knowing that now, I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah. I've known Ray since he was 15 years old, man. 
Shit. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, it, it, it that's what that I, like every once in a while I have these moments where I'm just like, holy shit, like it's 30 years since I've been really riding coasters. Like, how did that happen? Like, I don't understand how any of this happened. <laughs> like, so it just bore, it goes by so fast. And the people that you know, they go, life is so fast. And the way I look at it is if you're born at point A and you die at point B, uh, just fill all of that with as much joy as you can um because everyone dies not everyone lives and that's a great way to look at it yeah don't take the straight line yeah make that path zigzaggy i I actually said that to my friend josh and he actually tattooed that on his on his leg i actually said everyone dies not everyone lives and he actually got that tattoo so jesus you know i mean that's that's absolutely true you have to you have to choose to live but you don't have to choose to die yeah yep so as long as we all have this gift of life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well try and make the best of Absolutely, it. Absolutely, man. I don't, I don't take it for granted because I've been in some situations where, uh, you know, I, I thought I was going to die and I'm just like, okay, well, at least I had a good life, you know? Um, but I feel bad for people that can't say stuff like that. Like they, it's, you know, their last moments and they're like, man, I wish I would have gone places or I wish I would have done this. And you know, you can't do everything in life. There's still stuff that I would have loved to have done when I was younger that I, I can't do, but now, but it's just like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's life is a fickle. Life, life, <laughs> life is about what you do though. Not what you don't do. Yeah, you're right. So you got to make the best of what yeah. you do. Yeah. It's too short, man. Don't, don't hold, you know, I try to, try to tell people don't hold too many grudges and, and don't try to take life too serious because if you do, that's when you start noticing shit that's not accurate or, 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 or alters your mind in a way that really can screw you up. So yeah, sometimes you just got to take a good risk and eat at CC's. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I don't think we have CCs here anymore in, in Columbus. That's probably good. That's for the best. Yeah, I used to love some of their stuff, though, man. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I had like whatever their their cheesy bread stuff, man. Dude, that was tits. Yeah, I mean, there was a moment. I mean, there was a time when it was okay. I mean, yeah, th- yeah. I, I mean, right now it's just crazy bad. But you know, it was it was up until the moment that I well, Ben had reminded me. That when we had ate at CC's, I got H1N1. No. Well, I can't. I can't say a hundred percent. Like it's not like they were contact tracing, but right. there was kids with snotty hands touching the pizza. Yeah. The same time we were there, and then I had to go to the hospital with H1N1 oh. like the next day. So. I mean, you know, one plus one. <laughs> yeah, well, there, I, I never got tested for it, but there's a chance I had COVID in, in late February, early March. Um, I was sick, really, really sick for a, a solid week, and I had a fever. Um, I couldn't taste anything. I couldn't smell anything, you know, that type of all the symptoms. And But I never got tested for uh, the antibodies or any of that stuff. Um, but Holy shit, you definitely had COVID. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know where I would have gotten it from or anything, but it, it, it just, um, I was like, like I would, I would take showers cause I was shaking so much with chills, like, like hot showers that weren't doing anything. It felt like cold water and I'd have really strange dreams and shit. Um, but you know, I usually donate blood. I haven't done it this year. Um, every 56 days, I just something I've been doing for the last 20 years. And 
they're now the Red Cross is now testing for antibodies when they when they do the blood. So if it comes back like, hey, guess what? You had it. I wouldn't have been. I won't be surprised. So shit. Well, damn, dude. Glad you're all right. Oh yeah. I mean, I just thought it was you know a really bad flu. But another thing that's working to my benefit, I heard um, they just kind of released this study, and I don't know how. I don't know what to believe anymore, but. Um, they said the O blood types um, fight off the virus a lot better than the rest of the blood types, and I'm O positive, so maybe they had something to do with it too. Like I wasn't sick for like three weeks, but I'm telling you this, this is scary too. Um, the last three days I was in Japan last year in July, I got sick, and it lasted almost an entire month, man. So did Dan from Midway Mayhem. We both got this horrible, horrible fucking. I it, yeah, I lost twenty pounds because of it, man. It sucked. Oh wow. Yeah. Damn. Like if you watch like the beginning of like my Japan vlogs, um, I'm heavier. And then if you want like the very first shot in the first vlog is me after the trip. And then it goes to me before the trip. It's like, you can see it in my face, how much weight I lost. Oh fuck. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty crazy. I mean that, and that was in July. I mean, I don't think that was COVID. I don't know what it was, but I was in Asia. <laughs> so, you know, uh, who knows, but I just want all this shit. I keep on thinking that I'm going to wake up and I'll have a great laugh about, Oh, well, the word really isn't that bad, but it just keeps getting worse and worse. And what, what can you do about it? You can sit back and laugh. Yeah. Drink a beer. Uh, yep. There you go. Maybe if you, if you're comfortable, well, wear a fucking mask. Yeah. And if you're comfortable with that, yeah. maybe try to go ride a roller coaster. Yep. Absolutely. Because I'll tell you right now, when, when the parks opened here in Ohio, I was I, I had a lot of reservations thinking, I don't think this is going to be safe, man. You know, But then I went to Kings Island on July 6th, and I couldn't believe how safe I felt. And to this day, I will fight for the parks saying that they're more safe than going to a Walmart or any grocery store right now. Because their, their requirements are so strict that you have to follow them or you just don't get you'll get kicked out of the park. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. I mean, I definitely had major reservations this whole year. Yeah. It, it, like, I'm glad you guys are taking it serious. I really am. Yeah. I mean, at first it was like, everything's canceled. Yeah. And then in July, um, I got married. And, oh, congrats, um, man. Thank you. Yeah, my wife and I got married on the roller coaster at New York, New York. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it oh. was awesome. Ben was my best man. Oh, it was fantastic. Man. Yeah, no, that is awesome. Especially during COVID, it was a good experience. Like, it's kind of fun. Like, uh, yeah, there, like we were we were extra. Like, is the go well, ahead, just ben. saying or, or your wedding? I just want to say like it was fun to like go to the ride before it opened and like just. Yeah, we had we had two rides of VRT. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we kept it small. It was a total group of six. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of big weddings or anything like that either. So, and that's the best part is when you have six people and it's on a roller coaster. It's Bing Bang Boom. Wedding's over. Cool. We are married. I, I did a, a wedding on a Legend the year it opened. I was part of like the people on the train. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But we were like very concerned about like being in Vegas. Oh yeah. But we figured like okay, pretty much at this point, anything you do is a calculated risk. 
Yeah, that's true. As long as you're doing what you can to protect yourself, uh, there, there's, there's, you, you can do things, you know? Yeah. And I mean, other than that, we've been in our apartment since March. Like, yeah, that's it. I mean, I did a trip to Pennsylvania. I uh, hit a couple parks out there and then Cedar point, Kings Island, Kings Island. I did, I think this would be my sixth time there this year. Um, and then Hollywood nights. And that's been it for me for parks. Uh, I didn't feel comfortable flying this year, so I haven't done that. Um, same. Yeah. We, we drove all the way out to Vegas. Yep. I drove the Phoenix. Yep. And we, we stopped at Glenwood caverns on the way back. Oh, I wanted to, but they were closed. And we were lucky enough that like the timing was right and they happened to be open. So it was like fantastic. Have you been there? No. Oh man, that park is so fucking cool. I just watched Dan's video of it. Um, he posted like yesterday or whatever. That drop ride is the craziest fucking drop ride. Uh, yeah, Taylor, he like shot a POV or something like uh, last year, and he was he was like just like, dude, you have to ride this ride. Like you have to ride this ride. Like and and so when I was in Colorado on my way out to Phoenix, staying with friends, they weren't too close or they weren't too far from Glenwood, but it was close, so I, I missed it. I'll get out there though. Yeah, for sure. No, it's definitely worth a visit. Like they only have a handful of rides, but each one is so good. Like their chair swing is the craziest fucking shit. Oh yeah, like I've the, seen that. Yeah, yeah. Not the screaming swing, but just the regular chair oh, swing. Really? That shit scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> Cause like for basically like a little more like a third of the platform is on land. So two thirds of it the swings are just like out and it's like a thousand feet down. It's higher up than the screaming swing. Oh, uh, see, I love heights. So I would be all over that thing, man. It was fucking terrifying. And like they have it scared me I've, so much more than the screaming swing. I've ridden the bigger coaster when it was at, um, what was that place? Uh, celebration city. I think that's where it came from. Yeah, it was closed and I was there, but I didn't even care. Cause it didn't look that great. It wasn't the best. I, I think I even have a POV, another POV of it on uh, on my channel from when it was at Celebration City. So, yeah, I mean, it would have been a credit, but it's not like the other rides are really what I was right. there I for. You know, map the other rides. You know, the Alpine Coaster is pretty good too. Well, I heard that as well. Yeah, great views. You know, I've seen video of that as well. And it's it's really hauling. I got a good moment of airtime. I was not expecting it. I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm looking on YouTube right now. There's so much stuff I have to, I got to catch up on <laughs> as far as like videos to watch. Cause you know, I really haven't watched much, but I'm going to get back into it real, real soon. I heard the cave tours were good, but we didn't feel comfortable cause they looked really like crowded together, especially being in a cave. Yeah. I wouldn't, I've done the one at silver dollar city, which is just amazing. But, uh, yeah, I would I would do a cave tour, but not during COVID for sure. Yeah, like I would do it if it wasn't, you know, COVID going on. Right. But I've heard they're they're cool. Just not wasn't wasn't something I was gonna do at that visit. But yeah, it was like at this point we saw that great deal for breakers and it was like it was basically a buy one get one. Yeah, that's what they're, they're doing. Yeah. Nice. So it was like, okay, you know what? Let's just do it. This is the last chance we'll have to ride a coaster because great america never opened this year oh they didn't open at all 
No, they're going to do holiday in the park lights, but no rides, just lights and outdoor shows. Uh, Do they open up Hurricane Harbor? uh, No, they got approval to open and then they didn't open. I was watching like, oh, what's his name? Nick. um, That does videos from there. Uh, Coaster Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was watching some of his videos earlier when they were like in the parking lot, just looking at the park. But I, I guess I didn't know that they didn't open. Wow. Yeah, no, never, never got to open this season. Just like California and Virginia. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a real fucking shit ass backwards year for coasters. It really has, man. And this, and this was supposed to be a huge year, especially for Cedar Point, man. Their 150th anniversary. I mean, well, God bless Kings Island for still getting their ride open. Oh, I know, man. I know. I mean, they they were panicking, I'm sure. Like, oh, shit. You know, that ride alone costs more than it did to build the entire park in 72. Adjusted for inflation? No, it was it was uh, the build the park uh, was less than 30 million dollars. Okay. holy fuck. That's that seems cheap as shit to build a whole park. Yeah. But, you know, they didn't have as many rides. I, I, I just found some old pictures of me on my first visit there, and I think I was two years old. And, and it just looks so different to park, you know. Uh, it's changed a lot. And it's going to continue to change a lot. So um, it's uh, – I'm curious. You know, it's one of my home parks. I live right between Cedar Point and Kings Island, so I go to both of them frequently. Just, just for fun, is Orion a giga? Yes. <laughs> I, I count it as a giga. What is, you know, there is that whole thing, though, where apparently it's only 299.6 inches tall in the wintertime. Oh, I've heard that, too. In <laughs> <laughs> Millennium Force, isn't a gig in the wintertime, you know? So. <laughs> I, I, it's, I, that, that's the stuff I'm talking about, man. Why, why, why hate a ride? Because, you know, it, it doesn't do that. I mean, like... Like, I'll be honest, like my first ride on Orion, I was like, oh, it's okay, you know. But the more and more, like, I, uh, Josh, Ribs and Bacon, him and I rode that thing 10 times a couple Sundays ago, and like at the rain, and it fucking hurt, but it was some of the most memorable rides, man. It was, we had so much fun on that thing, man. And, it, and it's getting faster and faster every day. So I'm, I'm happy for it. I mean, say what you say about the layout, but it's, it is what it is, but it's, it's a fun ride. So. Honestly, the thing that confused me most about that ride is that the first element is the boring ass ter- turn from Raging Bull. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was it was their take of doing something like RMC's like sideways thing, and um, I've only ridden it twice where there was actually decent airtime going through it while you're sideways. Uh, see, the thing that a lot of people don't understand as well, as well is that park hasn't operated with full trains yet. And when it does, it's going to be going even faster. Well, then hopefully that is better than the turn on Raging Bull because that's all. Oh, I think I it's could better th- than the turn on Raging Bull for sure. Okay. Yeah. Because like Ben pointed it out, and I was like, "Oh shit, that is." Yeah. And yeah. you know, on Raging Bull, that that's like the one part where you're like, "What the fuck yeah, is this?" Exactly. I know. I know. <laughs> I know that. And the thing about I love doing on Orion is if you're on the left hand side of the train, especially with, if you're on one of the outside seats when you go through the element and you just look down, like tilt your body down to look down, it's a really cool perspective. Interesting. And if you're on that I side mean, of the train as well, going into that, that turnaround when it, before it goes down, if you're leaning to the left, 
the trains tilted completely sideways and you you get like this weird view like a front row view of the horizon it's it's strange as hell but i love finding little things about rides like that that's like uh interesting i found uh what was fun on b&m hypers is to like turn around and look backwards on the first oh yeah yeah yep I, i used to do that on millennium force a lot while riding in the back row yeah um do you guys remember, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this. This used to be a thing at Ace Events back in the day, but it was called the chain. Do you remember that? Uh, no, what's yeah. that? So during ERT, everybody is holding onto the hand of the person behind them for the entire train. It's like a giant chain of people holding arms. And the reason you do that is because when you go like a ride on Phoenix, there's a video of me doing this with a bunch of enthusiasts um, on Phoenix, you know, with a rival lot of airtime, you can feel other people's airtime when you do that. It's really strange, man. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's like, you can feel like, like the front row would get it. And then the second people would get it, but you'd feel it in their arms as they're going over the hill. Like everything's just slightly delayed. And if you look back, you can see like everybody's arms doing the airtime moments, like as they come. That's the Dutch rudder of roller coasters. <laughs> <laughs> Docking on rails. No. Uh, <laughs> no, that's weird. I've never heard of that. What docking? Isn't that no, like a sex thing? I don't know. I I just meant the thing about holding arms. Oh, on. That, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so somebody pointed this out to me. I didn't know what it. I still don't really know what it is. But somebody pointed and said that. Oh, like docking on rails. And I was like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> but like, similar. Um, yeah. Do you know what it is? Docking. Yeah. yeah. Tell me what it is, because I don't really know. Okay, so it involves two men, one being cut, one being not cut, and the man who isn't cut embracing the other man's dick with his foreskin. Okay, now I've now okay. Well, now I know, and I probably shouldn't have asked that, but <laughs> um, oh, it's like a dick hugging another dick. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I thought that was- and uh, that's a funny thing because I'm, I'm like looking at the the thing that you know you guys had typed up and I'm uh, thinking, wow, these people are probably like, okay, this this rail, this podcast is going off the rails. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute, no, this is the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like honestly, and Ben's made this point before. The best shit, especially like in podcasting, all comes from just having completely unscripted unplanned conversation oh, i love it i love that yeah yeah because then you, you like you know it's authentic it's authentic it's very relaxed just like most yeah. people are listening to podcasts driving you know someone could just be driving alone on a road trip and they're in uh what arizona 3 a.m yeah. you just you kind of just want someone else in the car yeah, I listen to I, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving uh, a lot of times, like long distance drives, and it makes the time go by very fast. Yeah, definitely. So if if we're accompanying you on your long drive, we hope you are driving safely and uh, watch out for that deer right now. <laughs> yeah, um, look out for cops. Yeah. Don't be speeding if you see them. Ignore that woman named Cinnamon at the gas station. <laughs> lot lizards <laughs> e. <laughs> I didn't know what that was so when I was two I was like 19 and we were on I-90 somewhere in Montana going to uh, Silverwood actually yeah we just got done with that amusement park 
drive-in that had a roller coaster that went around. Oh, you went there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, I've been to Montana twice and never went there. I mean, it was like, unless you're trying to do, you know, like Glacier National Park or something, it was way out there. Um, okay. But we were at a rest stop and I was like outside smoking a cigarette and then a woman came up to me and started talking to me and I didn't know uh, what a lot wizard was. <laughs> That's totally so random. Wow. So I was just like talking to her like casually, you know, like just out of boredom and then eric's like our friend eric's like no she's trying to fuck for money yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) wow as uh as eloquently and subtly as our buddy eric ever was (laughs) oh boy yeah i mean so have you encountered any worse hotels than that one at blackpool oh yeah tons man (laughs) matter of fact uh well, you guys know the Gravity Group, right? Yeah. Okay, so Mike Graham is an engineer with the Gravity Group, and he's one of my best friends, man. I mean, we've, we've done trips together. I mean, he's just a really, really good dude. Um, and him and I did this trip up to Michigan's Adventure. for. They had this coaster event called um, Timbers Fest, uh, probably like 2003, somewhere around there. Maybe it was, maybe it was 2001. I can't remember. But uh, Mike and I... Um, Mike came up here from Cincinnati, we jumped in my car, we went up to Michigan, and somehow the days in there was they screwed our room up. We we left Michigan's adventure after ERT, get to this days in. It, it was just a, it was just a trash place and stuff. So we didn't think anything of it. But they're like, Oh, good for you guys. You get like the honeymoon suite. And we're like, honeymoon suite? Like days in, like what the <laughs> hell? And I was like, we're, you know, I was like, we're, you're, you're wrong. We're not a couple, you know, we're friends. And they're like, well, we only have one room and you guys get it. <laughs> so we're like, okay, whatever. So we get up there and like, it was like, it, it was just, I think the bed was like in the shape of a heart or something. It was just crazy. <laughs> and I was like, there was like no other couch. And I'm like, okay, well we have to share this. And he's like, like, don't tell anybody about this. This is embarrassing. So here I am on a podcast telling everybody about it. But, you know, we had a lot of fun there. We went to a Denny's um, right before we checked in the hotel and they forgot to make our food. And um, people were like, felt bad because they were giving us fries from their plates because we, we're the only people in the restaurant with no food. And they didn't give us our drinks. So I had enough of it. So I went back in the kitchen. I just walked back there. And they're, they're all just sitting around and I'm like, they're like, you can't be back here. I'm like, yes, I can. We haven't been served and it's been an hour and a half. What the hell? Like, give us our drinks. And then they gave them to me right there and I walked them back out of the kitchen <laughs> and, it, and we still didn't get our food. So we left. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that sounds pretty terrible. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I mean, I've stayed in some, some just, I, I stay in so many hotels for work and, I, I've heard uh, you would, I mean, you know, you'll hear people banging, you know, in the room next to you or whatever. Right. But I, I swear, man, I was leaving this room, this hotel one morning and I was like on the third floor of this place. It was in uh, near Charlotte. And I heard this woman like moaning and groaning as I was like going down the hallway. And I was like, oh, someone's having fun there. And then what sounded like a freaking electric prod or some electric stick, like shocking her. Like I was hearing like, and in a scream and yeah, and I got the hell out of that place real fast. Sounds like my bedroom. Oh boy. (laughs) 
yikes but you know at just there's so many road stories and so many junky hotels oh there's one in ohio we uh, near uh, wheeling west virginia that i had to stay at for work and it was such a bad place um you walk in and the door is carpeted on the inside like you had carpet going all the way up the door and i'm like what, what? yeah and i'm like why i don't understand like why is there carpet on the door <laughs> And it was wet. And I'm like, like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what is what is this? And I look up and the air conditioning unit was above the door and it was leaking. And to prevent it from hitting the carpet, they just carpeted <laughs> the door. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's got to be the shittiest one. I'll, I'll stick with that one. Nice. Well, on the plus side, if there's a fire, <laughs> they'll be able to open the door <laughs> really easy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so... But on the downside, if you have mold issues, <laughs> oh god, if you're sensitive to mold, the, the, um, I was staying in this big hotel near Kennywood, um, maybe I don't know, 15 minutes from Kennywood. Uh, at the recommendation of Bill Lincolnheimer, he was like, "Yeah, dude, you know, stay there. It's cheap and it's a nice place." And it was nice. We had three people in the room. I think my mom was there, uh, probably one of our coaster friends, and then just me. And we're all sleeping, and in, and the door is locked. And in the middle of the night, some guy just walks into our room, and we're oh like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, we're like, "Hello," and he's like, "Oh, I got the wrong room," and walks out. <laughs> and, and, and so I went down to the front desk, and I was like, "How can somebody have a key to our room? Like, how? What? Wh- what gives?" And they're like, "Oh, we did it again." And I'm just like, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> Yeah, it scared the hell. It scared the hell. I woke up and there's some uh, guy standing there looking at us. I'm like, hello. Damn. Oh no. Yeah. So thing God, imagine that's... like someone being on drugs and that happening. Oh my God. <laughs> they ju- they jump out the window. <laughs> uh oh, Ben, you don't. You're not spreading COVID over here, are you? No, I inhaled some rice. Okay. <laughs> that belongs on a t-shirt. Sorry, I'm having a bad day. I inhaled some rice. <laughs> I'm also smoking, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's kind of the other through line of our show. What, smoking? We yeah. just get high and drunk usually and just. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not drunk. I didn't get a buzz tonight. I'm, I'm actually surprised, so. That's okay. It's not like it's a requirement. No, no, but there were, it's kind of like you know. But uh, there's like uh, there's been a few times where we had guests and they got absolutely hammered. Oh wow! Yeah, to, to the point we couldn't even use the episode. <laughs> I, I see. I I had some crazy hammered moments. I mean, I've never once been hungover, which I guess is a blessing, but. Um, I had a blackout night in New York city once and uh, it was bad. And ever since then I was like, I, I can't do that again. <laughs> so like I, I, I was, there's a really nice hotel in, in um, New York city called the Waldorf Astoria. And uh, we got, I was, I don't even remember how he got it, but my coworker um, got invited to some wounded warriors project thing. Cause he's a, he's a veteran. He's a Marine vet. And he was like, dude, we get, you want to go out there? I was like, yeah, I'll go. So they flew us out there. They picked us up like in a limo and stuff, took us to Waldorf Astoria. That was a room. Then after the, the, the Wounded Warrior event, we all went out with a bunch of veterans. And I started a tab. 
and those fuckers put all their drinks on my tab. And I went to sign for it, it was like $190 or something. Um, but I honestly don't remember half after that, but I, I, this is again, probably TMI, but I woke up in like the middle of the night or the, in the morning, like butt ass naked in, in my bed. And they're like, I felt like I'd been in a sandbox. I was all like, it was just nasty. And I'm like, man, I got to take a shower. And I go in the bathroom and somebody clearly had just taken a shower. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what happened? <laughs> like what happened? I have no memory, nothing of that. Good Lord. Yeah, that was scary. That was enough to like, I, yeah, I think that's the most terrifying thing that I've ever heard. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I hooked up or, or whatever. I just don't know. I just, I honestly have no, no clue. Not nothing. You know, it was just, it was wet. T- I, it wasn't me. Cause I was just nasty feeling, you know, I know I had not taken a, a shower, but there was like towels on the floor. Um, and like, like the, the, the tub was still wet. Like it just had just happened. So yeah, scary, scary times. <laughs> I mean, I've had a few of those experiences living at Cedar in the Cedar Point dorms. Oh, I, I know they, they they like to party, man. Yeah, it's a it's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the Cedar Point experience. I worked here at Great America. I heard this. You could be able to explain this to me, then, man. Um, there. <laughs> I had a buddy that worked on blue streak for years. And then he went to like wildcat and he, I still talk to him. He's a good dude, but, um, he's a real conservative guy. And, um, he said that there was this thing he heard happened in the showers. there called the power tower shower hour. Oh yeah. And yeah. that's a thing. Well, it's not like it's an official like meetup and it's scheduled or anything. It's, I think, uh, <laughs> There's not a flyer for you. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just the natural. I mean, you have a bunch of college kids like who are 18 to 22 getting drunk in a summer camp experience. And like, I think what happens is like the showers just naturally pull in the like cruisy vibe. And I think it just kind of happens. But yeah, okay. it's, I've definitely because like seen that and maybe, if, he, he- you know. But well, he never saw it, but he said a couple times his yeah, like when he went to go take a shower, he'd go back out of the shower to get his underwear and his underwear would always be stolen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, leave it. Womp womp. Yeah. No, that's definitely uh that's real. Okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a while he was giving me like a line of crap and now I know. So But the nickname is funny because like the nickname like uh I, I haven't heard that name and since yeah probably like ten years. It's funny. Wow, <laughs> I cannot believe that. I'm pretty sure, like, if you go to Cedar Point or any park in Orlando where they have like people from all over the country that come in to work there, mm-hmm. all those kids are fucking each other all the time. Yeah, I mean. See, I, I've never worked at a park, and I don't think I, I would. So I, I, you know, I obviously haven't like experienced that, that side of a park or anything. But like, and and one of the reasons I didn't, I never really wanted to work for a park is because I know a lot of people that work for parks that hate parks now because they look at them as work. And I would never really want to get that play. I mean, the ASPR stuff was enough for me to even 
think about doing something like that. But um, yeah. Yeah, it has a really That's finite cool. limit. Um, but I think it's also easy to get really pulled into that um, cycle of working parks. And like at, at a certain point, you kind of have to, th- you know, realize like, okay, am I going to be able to move up or, you know, like what's my path? Like sure. I, I, I almost did Cedar Point for a third season, but I'm sure if I did, or I did it for three, like part of a third season. But if I would have went back like and lived there full time for a third year, I'm sure I would have hated it. And I would have like gotten way more sucked into it. Yeah. Okay. That, I, I I can see that. I mean, I can see how. Yeah. Because it gets. So you got you got out when you needed to. Yeah. Because it's it's super easy. Because you know, like February rolls around and you're bored of winter, and like you know, you're working yep. another part time job and you're kind of bored and you, it's nostalgic and it's fun and it's just easy to like reapply every year because you know you'll get the job. So. That's awesome. It's a cool experience to work at a park. I think it's like extra cool if you're like an enthusiast because you get to see it from the other side. But yeah, I think it's definitely easy. Like you were saying, like a lifestyle that that one easily becomes a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's some people, though, that have been successful at it, um, you know, making it like a real, you know, like a I don't want to say real career, but you know what I mean? Like a full time where they're able to move up, but sometimes you have to like leave the park, take your experience, go do something outside of the amusement industry. And then you can come back in even stronger with more experience. And you kind of have to like play that climbing game. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I know a lot of people that have gone bounced around parks and I didn't quite understand why, but that, that makes a lot more sense yeah. now. And also let's be totally honest. It's not, like anyone's making a million bucks in that industry, right. despite the fact that ticket prices always increase and everything. I know. Profit margins are low as shit, so it's not like anyone's getting super rich working at no, a park. I mean, right. imagine, but I mean, like, if you're making, like, I don't know, 55K with 401K and insurance full-time and you're at a theme park, like, you're doing pretty well for that industry. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't exist and it's not possible. It definitely is. And everyone who has those positions that I know personally absolutely loves their job and they do it because they love it. Yeah, that's the way you get this. That's the reason. Yeah, I get the sense from everyone I know who works full time, like the old cliche about like, you know, they do it for free. But like you really get that sense from those people. Yeah. The, the ones that you know are going to succeed, you, I mean, it, it's pretty obvious that they're going to succeed. I mean, look at Jeff Siebert. You know, he started at Americana here in Ohio, then um, became the marketing director at Kings Island, then literally Schlitterbahn hired him, and then six or, uh, Fiesta Texas hired him, and now he's the president of Fiesta Texas. He didn't want to work for Cedar Fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he was gone before that happened, so... I remember talking to him like, I don't know, like a year or two after Cedar Fair had finalized the purchase. Mm -hmm. And I was like, is that like why you left? And he just kind of smiled. Well, he got he got his job because because he did such a great job marketing Kings Island's water park, like their new additions. Schlitterbahn took notice. And I think that's how he got down there. So when he was at Schlitterbahn, I went down and visited him. And uh, hung out with him like all day. And then uh, as soon as he went to Fiesta, Texas, I did the same thing. I haven't been down there since uh, he became president, though. But I'm, I'm so proud of that guy, man. I have learned more about the industry through him than anybody else. 
Oh, he's he is fantastic. He is such a good and dude. When it comes to like people, like allies of enthusiasts within the industry, I don't know if I could think of anyone before him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he um, just to give you an example, of some of the stuff he would do, like. Um, I was always invited to go with Kings Island to no coaster con in Chicago. Um, so we would hop into Kings. I drive down to Kings Island. We'd hop in the Kings Island van. We drive up to Chicago, do the whole weekend and drive back. But on that drive up there, there was one other enthusiast that he would invite. It was John Keeter. And I don't know if you know who that is, but he lives in uh, Kentucky and he's big, big supporter of Kings Island as well. And in the, in the van, we used to have this saying, I mean, it's been well over 15 years, so I can talk about this stuff now, but um, they would, they would share with us, uh, future attractions like artist renderings and, and, and stuff like that. So we found out a lot about what Kings I was putting in through those trips and, and we weren't allowed to talk about them while we were at no coaster, you know, for years, but that's how I found out about Tomb Raider. It's how to find out about delirium, um, Italian job, the, all that stuff. So, uh, he, he knows that people like us like to, to, to hear that stuff like unexpectedly and that's why he would share it so he's he's one of us man he really is yeah no he's great we um first i'll say we had our first your favorite coaster sucks meetup at fiesta texas back in february like right before yeah like right before everything hit yeah and we we saw him i i had a chance to you know shake his hand real quick and thank him for you know hosting the event there yeah, he, it's fucking fantastic. That, I love that park too. That's my favorite Six Flags park. Uh, oh, it was great. I had never been there before, so it was so fantastic. It's beautiful at that place, man. And uh, I need to get back down there because I haven't been there since Iron Rattlers Media Day. Yeah, no, I I loved it, and plus, you know, a break from Chicago weather in February. Oh, to go yeah. to San Antonio. Yeah, you, guys, like, you guys get hit a lot. We don't get as much snow as you guys get. I mean, here that and that's what I was about to say is like. What years did you go to No Coaster Con? Because I've gone so many times to that. I did too. I, I went uh, whew, probably, I did it s- several years in a row. So probably like two th- uh, 99 to probably 2004, 5 or 6 is I went almost every year. Okay. I think I went every year from 05 until like, I don't know, 2013 or 15. So we were probably at a couple together, I would think. Yeah, I'm sure. And Ben was there for a few of them. Oh, nice. We we were always, if you couldn't guess, the assholes in the back of the room. Right, and I, I, and I was Just, always sitting near the front with the park. So, like, yeah, we were the ones sipping beer out of a coffee mug in the back. Oh no! <laughs> and just kind of laughing to ourselves, right? Because <laughs> you know, there's a lot to be laughed at at, at that event. Were, were you at the one where um, uh, Mike Graham debuted the Coaster Dynamics model? Oh shit! I don't think. I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, that's that's where he debuted it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, he had, he brought it from Cincinnati, and then he asked me to. Uh, he had it in his hotel room, and he's like, "Can you help me bring it out there?" So we brought it out, and then he had this like demo of the train, like on a straight piece of track that you could go back and forth and let the train roll freely on, and it was like a. It was like a, a bigger version of what he made, you know, just to give people an idea on detail and stuff. And I fucking broke it. <laughs> oh, it fell off the end of the track. Oh shit! I felt so bad, man. Although, 
it should have had some sort of like piece at the end it, to stop I, it. Well, I think it did, and I think I just broke it, and then it just fell off or something. He was like, oh, that's right. I'll put it back together. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey, sounds like he was a pro. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's building coasters now, so he did something right. Yeah. I mean, and damn if those nano coasters aren't the coolest fucking thing oh man dude so do you know have you have you guys seen that big um steel vengeance model that's at cedar point uh oh yeah i've not seen it yet i it, used to love that mean streak model though yeah i mean it's it's insane this thing and it's supposed to run but the guy uh they had to move it to another building recently so it's in a different pl- place and it's still being built i guess but um that guy that built that is now one of the designers for the coaster dynamics models. That company has taken off so much. They had to hire another designer too. So my, my buddy Jeff out in, uh, in Arizona, he's got 70 of the 80 kits or however many there are. Hey, coaster dynamics. In case you guys listen to the show, uh, you know, if you want to partner up on some giveaways or anything, (laughs) we will advertise the shit out of you. Yeah. I, I already advertise that shit anyway. I've been posting pictures of my little nano coasters. I've never bought one. I've never. I, I've never. I mean, it, only because I know I would. It'd be like vinyl records for me. I'd, I'd just go b- ballistic and get them all. And uh, no, so. I mean, they're fantastic. The the next. I might have to. Well, yeah. I mean, they they are they're amazing. Um, the next vlog I'm posting next week, I think, uh, has all the ones that my buddy Jeff has when I visited him in Arizona. And I'm just like, he's got them on these shelves that have lights and I'm just like, that sounds really nice. It looks nice as hell. I mean, and he, and he has them laid out in a specific way, but I looked at those and I said, as cool as they are, that is not something I can just dive into right now. It would have been good at the beginning of COVID when everybody was like, they couldn't leave their houses um, to do something like that. But that's when I was just focusing, focusing on going through my archives and stuff like that. Because at that point, I was about to shut the channel down anyway. So um, I'm glad I stuck through it, though, because uh, it I don't know. I don't know where I would have been without it. I know that sounds weird, but, you know, I love that thing. So totally. Well, um, speaking of the archives, mm-hmm. let's let's definitely do an episode where we do commentary on one of your old videos i think that would be dope yeah 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 let me let me get it uh get you the digital copy of it and i'll I'll, we'll we'll arrange for the dropbox and i'll send it to you so you can check it out and see if that's something you guys would want to do or do you guys like to do it live not seeing the video at all like um well we i don't know if we've ever tried one that we haven't seen we did one um we did a couple of the old rob alvey ones and then we did one about the documentary about aerodynamics. Oh, the ace thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I will give full credit. That's a very well-produced documentary. Yeah, it is. They, they, I, so, right, they were already editing it. Like, they had already announced the, uh, the premiere night somewhere in California and all this stuff. And it was about, I would say, just like a week or so before they debuted it. And I get this email from Nick, who was one of the people that did that documentary, and he's like, dude, I just saw that you have footage of um, Steel Phantom and you have X testing for the, like, the, you know, really early X test stuff and a couple other things. Is there any way you can send me that footage? So I sent them all and they, they threw it in the, the, the documentary, like, at the last time or, like, the last minute. Like, the big bad wolf footage and stuff, that's all stuff I sent, like, the last minute. 
and they put it in there. I was amazed they got that thing together that quick. Uh, it's that's great they were able to use that resource because, I mean, it's it's not always like Ace is the best for utilizing things like that. No, you're you're right, but. They've been trying to improve a lot on, on a lot of that stuff. And a lot of that's going to change when they get different people, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how they can edit. I, I, I did this, <laughs> this talk about nerve wracking. I did this um, play by play uh, like reverse POV on top throw dragster for uh, national geographic um, during coaster con, like dragster did open for coaster con for like a half an hour, not during ERT or whatever. And then it went down again. And they couldn't they didn't have enough time to rig a camera up so i had to go back to the park where the same clothes i was wearing for the interview and ride it for the reverse pov and then the park had to hand me the dv tape i had to run it back down to columbus and i had to uh overnight it to the producers of that national geographic show because the show aired the next night and they had to end it yeah or, or maybe the night after. I mean, it was a day, maybe a day and a half. And they were like, we really need that tape, dude. And I mailed it to them or, you know, overnighted it to them and they put it in the show. It was like the beginning of the show. Nice. Oh shit. I got to go find that on YouTube. I, got, I have it. I'll, I'll put it in. I think I have it. Let me, let me look real quick. And, and, uh, God, I don't even know what it would be called. Let me see. I guess. I love watching those old shows now. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it's even more fun for you, like watching them and you're in them. I, to be honest, I don't watch this, a lot of the stuff I'm in uh, when it comes to that because uh, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're always going to be your worst critic, I guess. Um, but every once in a while, maybe I'll, I'll bust that out to show someone. But like, I forget that I did that stuff until usually people start asking me about it. And I mean, it was a huge part of my history and I'm honored as hell that Parks should even consider me to be part of that, any of that stuff. But it, at the same time, it's like, you know, it, it, it my history is part of there. My, one of the biggest things I started my channel for was because I wanted uh, to, for people to use this stuff to be able to tell their own story. You know, I, I want people to tell their own story with this stuff. Well, I suppose, yeah, my, my frame of reference is obviously a little bit different. I remember watching this shit as like a, you know, 13-year-old kid being like, coasters are cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, oh, I found it. Um, they, they And you're, you're on there like talking about the beast or whatever. And I'm just like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird that like... Uh, uh, um, Ace's nickname for me back when I was PR was the, the face of Ace. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I don't know if, 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 if you uh, want me to be the face of Ace, but, you know, thank you for considering me, you know. Uh, it's just weird. I, I, I still have a, a strange time, like, absor- I'm still absorbing all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's still not real to me. There we go. It's in the chat. Oh, I got to see this. I'm I'm excited now. <laughs> I'll watch it with you. Okay, here we go. Oh, I love I love how dramatic with the the like staging. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, this this reporter dude was um really cool. I walked around the park with him the whole day. Oh, there's Ray right there. Did you see Ray on Millennium Force? Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah. 
um, this, 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 the reporter guy, um, had a great time walking around with him, but watch what he does when I get off a dragster. It's kind of creepy. He gives me like this kind of slight head massage. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Yikes. So, so one of the people that's in prison for doing bad stuff that we were talking about earlier is standing next to me in the station for dragster in this. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, We've heard a couple of stories about that person. Uh, probably from one of the people we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, he, he's in there. God, look at God. I was so young. Uh, mean streak. All right. Oh, there you go. Oh, look at that stylish ass ace polo. <laughs> that was, that was the 25th anniversary polo. As you can see, I talk a lot with my hands. That that is a getting some pussy shirt for <laughs> sure. Not 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 in that park. <laughs> not. There might be some other familiar faces you see in here. I have to remember. Oh, my buddy Matt. I'm on the train with him. Yeah, I went to Japan with him. This was odd because like we walked from like Magnum to Mean Streak, and I had a camera on me the whole time. And when we would take breaks, oh, that is weird. Yeah, everybody would be like, "Oh, are you a celebrity? Like, are you like a rock star?" I'm like, "Do I look like a fucking rock star, really?" I mean, back in the '90s, I had hair almost down to my waist. Oh, there's Ray again. You should have just pointed to the fucking shirt, man. Yeah. A C E bitch. When I when I met up with Ray at Cedar Point in 2012, I was uh, shooting a video with him, and I'm like. Hey, it's the guy from the Millennium Force promo video. Oh, yeah. Oh, there he is. I was like, do the face. <laughs> well, they had the spoiler on the dragster train. Still. Yeah. Yep. That's before the tire flew off. Oh, shit. That guy looks like a fucking creep. Yeah, he, he was. And we, I mean, we did so many trips with that guy and we had no idea, man. No idea. I mean, now you see like red flags, you know, like, oh, I wish I would have noticed that. Watch my cheeks when uh when 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 we're on the down section on the top of the dragster, my cheeks are just fully pushed back because the force is in the wind. <laughs> now watch what happens when I get off the ride. Yeah, he like weirdly patted yeah, you. Yeah, it's oh. like what, what? I'm so glad you make it back safely. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the black guy that they're talking to was a a, a ride operator on Lakeside's uh, Cyclone. Which uh, which like Lakeside Denver? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Ace had an ERT and he was on the intercom the whole time. ERT was a blast, and then when he was at Cedar Point, I'm like, dude, you're an enthusiast too. So yeah, that was it. Oh, dope! That was awesome. <laughs> Okay, so there you go. That's a that's a special sneak preview of what we'll do for a video commentary. Yeah, dude, that would be that would be fucking awesome. I would totally do that. Yeah, absolutely. I've got so many of those on my channel. I, I, I um, what's the playlist? It's uh, vintage amusement park videos and stuff. Uh, there's so many of those old pro. I just uploaded like five or six of them just during COVID of old stuff, stuff that I wasn't in. But I did uh, upload a video of me doing an interview at uh, Superman's Media Day at Great America too. Yeah. It's all part of my history, man. That's why I, I usually, and another reason I started my channel is to have a digital uh, timestamp of my life just to have that. So I could look back like for reference and stuff. Yeah, man. And that's, that's great that you do have that. 
I don't know. I started like taking detailed notes of all my park visits. Mm-hmm. Like when I got back into the hobby, just cause like, I want to remember this shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've had people say, well, you should write a book sometime. And I'm like, no, I, I have, I have video, you know, v- video to me is better than a book. I mean, as far as getting to the point of the story. So I just, I, I kind of big video guy. So always been started editing when I was 12 on tape. Oh, shit. Yeah. I started editing on tape when I was 12. Well, you pick, um, you pick, you make a reel, or if you have something edited. Yeah, I got, I got some edited. It's the big one. It's the, it's like an hour and a half long, Coaster 99, but it, it, it perfect. I mean, there's so many people that Rob's in there. Um, a lot of people that you guys would know are in there. Oh, this is perfect. Ben, doesn't this sound perfect? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'll yeah. definitely send it to you. I'll try to get it to you guys here in the next day or two. Cool. Yeah. Just so, you, just so if you, if you choose to watch it before you do it, please do, you know, just, just check it out. Yeah, totally. I mean, um, one of the Rob ones we did, I watched it before and tried to like write out a couple jokes just so I had a couple things ready. <laughs> well, um, I, I, I put Easter eggs in it. I like to hide stuff in my videos too. So I, that was the first time I digitally edited anything. That was back in 99. But maybe it would be more fun to just uh, go in with fresh eyes go for since it. I haven't seen it before. Yeah. yeah. That, well, awesome. We'll get that scheduled up for sure. All right. Cause that that'll be a blast. And all right, yeah, get the get the plugin for your YouTube channel again. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just my name, Sean Flaherty, and just go to youtubecom slash Sean Flaherty, which is S E A N F L A H A R T Y. And uh, if you need to contact me, go to the About tab and just send me an email. Love to hear from you and put some comments down there. I'll respond to them. And if you're pitching for a podcast, make sure it's a good pitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. Uh, definitely go check out Sean on YouTube. He has a fucking phenomenal wealth of awesome coaster footage. Thank a you. lot of which has him. Thank you. Yeah, totally. No, um, I appreciate that you have all that shit up there. Because otherwise, you know, it might not be around. Right, right. And then, and, you know, the last couple of years, all the old stuff, I definitely been rendering at 60 FPS to give it a really smooth and and preserve the quality even a little bit better. Um, I've, I mean, I'll be honest, like my archives are running a, a bit thin because I've just uploaded stuff. So I'm going to go another pass through everything to see if I've missed anything really important. Like one of the next videos I'm going to upload here next week or so as well um, is going to be the Six Flags Ohio Media Day. And that'll be fun. Ooh, that would be nice to see. Yeah, because they, they, they took me underneath the um, Batman Night Flight to see the floors from Believe. I mean, do you guys know... Uh, um, the, the folks that do all the computer programming for a lot of the rides now, the Andre. Yeah. I've heard of that company. Yeah. Like Brian Andre, he, he's been doing that for, I mean, he was one of the RRC guys and, uh, uh, he took me all around the rides and showed me how things work and all that stuff. And that, a lot of that's in that video. So I can't wait to upload that. Cause that was a lot of fun. Oh, that sounds dope. Yeah. Yeah. Get over to Sean's YouTube channel click subscribe because he's gotta have more shit coming up as he just said yeah and even if he doesn't i'm sure you have just hours and hours right yeah i mean i i yeah it's just i I don't have like i mean i have a lot of coaster stuff on there but at the same time it wouldn't hurt me if i did like a guitar cover like i get i do guitar covers and stuff you know um it's not strictly i mean it's 90 percent of it's coaster related but um 
that's when I do vlogs um, now because um, I want to show that there's more to coasters. You know, uh, I think that's important to kind of remind people that every once in a while without shoving anything down their throats. Um, I mean, Jesus, the last vlog I uploaded, uh, what, two months ago, maybe a month ago, was t- two hours and 11 minutes long. <laughs> it's that The file size was 45 gig. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, but I, I mean, it was all 4K, you know, stuff, but... Um, yeah, please check me out. Definitely. And, um, I'm going to run through our annoying shit real quick. No worries. It's too, it's like two 30 here. I can't believe it's awesome. <laughs> no, I mean, shit. I appreciate you hanging for this long and no worries. Telling us all these stories it, and sharing. This everything. has been the most fun I've had on a podcast. I think, uh, ever, uh, just so chill. Thank you. Thank you guys for just providing such a great vibe to, tonight, man. No problem. Well, we certainly appreciate you coming on, and it's uh, it's an honor to hear that. You know, um, all right, yeah, we got to get to the annoying shit. Okay. Give us five star rating, uh, or like button, whatever you can do to interact with. However, you listen to the show, do that thing. Make sure you rate us highly. I don't know. Leave us a comment. Tell us what your favorite video that has Sean Flaherty in it. <laughs> We'll read the best comments, so you let us know. But it's got to be five-star rating or like button, whatever. Interact with the content. Um, Give us a follow on the socials. We are everywhere, unlike Sean. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr. Still don't know why we're there, but hey, who cares? You can email us at yourfavoritecoastersucks at gmail.com or Call us, leave a voicemail or text at 312-572-9552. Don't be afraid, but we will play it on the show. Uh, We have a Discord server now. Got the link in the show notes or the description, so you can find it there. If you want to chat, we both pop in there every once in a while. Uh, But, of course, the easiest way to get a hold of us is on our website, yourfavoritecoastersucks.com or rollercoasterpodcast.com. That's right. I swiped that shit up. (laughs) Hello, SEO. All right. Uh, We want to send a huge thank you, uh, for real, for real, to everyone over on our Patreon. You guys got us to our first ever monetary goal there. And so now we're live streaming our recordings. Congratulations. You have reached... Uh, you have pushed us to reach a new level of terrifying with producing content. <laughs> I can't say it's it's bad. We appreciate it. You guys are the fucking best. Um, so real quick, we got to put an ad in for that. We started just a buck a month. <clears throat> we do our monthly Patreon Zoom meetings. Hey, Sean, would you ever be interested with hanging out with a couple of us uh, just on a Zoom call? Yeah, hell yeah. All right, so we might have a special guest of Sean Flaherty. So uh, we got exclusive um, show notes and bonus episodes, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show just like this. Ben, go right ahead. So uh, here's our, our list of people who have paid for our friendship. We got Nathan Slater, Brian Lewis, Joshua Knight, Luann Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Muldoon, Tristan Cox, Dominic B, Stefan Feinberg, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, Ryan Schumacher, Shoemaker. The names have been uh, many times and I still get them wrong. 
uh, <laughs> and also uh, or extra thanks to Logan and check out his podcast at Prairie Coasting. Yeah, he's our executive producer, so big thanks to him and thanks to all of our patrons. Uh, sorry, Ben fucks up your name. That's okay. We'll make it right during the Zoom call. <laughs> it wouldn't be fun if you didn't, you know. Um, thanks so much for being on with us, Sean. No, you got it, brother. And for hanging for so long. Yep, I had nothing going on, man, and this was perfect timing. I think this is the longest. It's one. definitely the longest one I've ever done. <laughs> I mean, we're approaching five hours now. Yeah, we had one where we recorded with like basically everybody else who has a roller coaster podcast, and that was fun. And that went for about this long. But I think this is the longest like single guest episode we've had. Wow. Wow. And it's definitely fitting because we covered like a lot of ground. Yeah. Yeah, we did. But holy shit, I, now, now we have some great ideas for some upcoming episodes. So we'll have Sean on again because obviously he's a great guest and now a great friend of the show yep thank you so we'll be sharing some great old footage and uh we'll get you and ray on oh my god that's we'll gonna, be a nice so, group that's gonna be so sweet that has to happen and then I'll, I'll you know i'll try to reach out to keith you know i'll talk to him see if that's something he would be up for um yeah and if you think of anybody else oh, who you man. think would be yeah. good on the show you know the type of people that you know we we would vibe with so we'll take any recommendations well, I'll tell you who has, who's very direct, and I, I, I don't know if you guys are a fan of him, but Dan from Midway Mayhem, man. Uh, would you guys ever have or consider that, or is that something kind of off limits for you? I I have nothing against him. Yeah, I'd okay. be down to talk to him. Uh, we're going to have Sarah on in a couple weeks. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I, I, I know they're pretty close. I mean, I don't know if, like, uh, who you've all asked, like, that, that I – hung out with or anything but um i'm sure there's people i kn- know that would be up for doing it you know some play people would not be up for it but you know hey and that's fine we know yeah. we're not for everybody sure. and that's t- cool with us yeah, yeah but you know we we're happy to talk to anyone really actually we're happy to talk to anyone who's happy to talk to us really yeah i mean, it, I mean it, like, you know I've you been, guys have you know a very similar history to me as far as being in it for a long while and I think that's important. I think that's why we were vibing so well. You know, if this was somebody that just got into the hobby to like yesterday, uh, it wouldn't be as special. Yeah. I mean, there's a certain camaraderie amongst people who have been around the hobby, especially in the like darker internet days. Yeah. 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 I mean, in all honesty, you know, I got in touch with Rob. He said he'd do the podcast, but then he never emailed me back. Oh, really? Wow. That's that's I think he would give you a good show if he ever comes on. I'll be honest. I would love to talk to him and we wouldn't pull any bullshit. Rob, if you're li- listening or having one of your spies listen, we won't pull any bullshit. We're straightforward. Yeah. And plus... You know, there's nothing to be lost. We're a dumbass. We're the, we're the worst roller coaster podcast <laughs> on the internet. But we are super glad we got a friend in Sean Flaherty now. Oh, thank you guys both. Seriously, thank you. I can't wait to like ride a coaster with you in real life someday. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully before like 2022. But yeah, yeah, I would hope so as well. Next year, we'll make it work. Next year, definitely, definitely figure out. Uh, Maybe, hopefully, Hollywood Nights. 
Oh, totally. I mean, that's the, that's the must event for me to go to. So uh, I will be there for sure. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to pull that off for next year. All right. Uh, thanks a bunch for joining us. And until next time, your, your favorite, favorite Coaster Talks. Uh, what is that?